BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual BS. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and it is October. Well, it's October 31st for most of the people listening to the show, or it's after that the Patreon people have this a week early. But anyone who's been listening to my show um, since it launched knows that the October episode, we're going to get spooky. And it also means this is going to be a big chonker of an episode, folks. Uh, get Get ready for the long haul, because... <laughs> there's just there's a lot this year because um, in the past two years I've had a guest on during this episode. This year uh, I have three three guests uh, joining me. This episode are going to be uh, Gen Proc of the Nerd and Tie Podcast and Stormwood and Associates, who's one of my co-hosts on those two other shows. I'm also on those other shows, so you know, be you know go ahead and listen to them or something. I don't know. Also joining me, though, will be Chris Sass Council of Let's Be Legendary, also on the Nerd and Tie Network, uh, which you can find more at nerdandtie.com slash legendary. And also joining me is returning guest, Bree Nagarin, who I'm pretty sure is the person who's been on the show the most who isn't me. And she's also the host of Hex Positive. She was also my guest last year, but she's got some fresh stories that we didn't talk about last year so as opposed to me who i recycle my same ones year and year again because well well there's something new in there in in near later in the show but in any case there's so much episode ahead of us that i could sit here just rambling about anything or we could just bring on the first guest and get into the tales of spooks because you know again this is this is the halloween episode on the witchcraft podcast guys this is this is what we do here so you know let's do that joining me on the podcast right now is gen proc of the nerd and tie podcast and stormwood and associates of which i am also on those shows if you're not listening to those shows, you should be because again, I'm I'm on those shows too, guys. Come <laughs> on. But anyways, hi again. Hi. And uh, we are we are talking spooky stories. Yeah. We're talking about our spooky stories this episode. Um. So and and again, you you have spooky stories. I do. I have um. I have encountered ghosts. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get ready for me to ramble. That's, that's um, okay. So... These people are used to hearing me ramble on a monthly basis, so they're, um, they're all prepped for rambling. Well, the funny thing is, if you tune into Hex Positive's um, spooky episode, I submitted these stories to Bree as well, so... I, I think my Patreon subscribers are going to get this episode before the Hex Positive episode, but I think the Hex Positive episode might come out before this hits the public feed. 
So yeah. So whatever. We're both spoiling each other. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's what friends do, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so my story takes place at a summer camp. I worked at the summer camp for a great many number of years. And um, the land that it's on is very old. Um, it has been a summer camp at least, I think, since the 50s. Um, a scout camp, I should specify. Okay. Um, did, did, did you want to say where this camp is? Um, northern Wisconsin. Okay. So we're I, so we're not going to admit where this camp is. I understand. No, no, <laughs> I because I might get things wrong. That's okay. Because and they're from my memory. There's like um, there are dozens of scout camps in northern Wisconsin, so you're not really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and I don't know how much of some of the traditions they want like being leaked out. So I'm going to gotcha. keep it vague Okay. out of respect for them. That's fine. Um, the The last thing we need is one of our, the listeners for this show getting their head to go investigate. And then like a bunch of boy scouts are just shocked. And, and, and then like, there's a fight where uh, the ghost hunting <laughs> listener of the show gets in a fight with a bunch of boy scouts and the boy scouts know yeah, how to tie knots. That. And it yeah, just, really it does good. not go well. At no least, fire. The, you know, they've got hatchets like, and pocket knives. Your EMF meter is not going to do anything. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to decide which one to go with first. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go um, like least interaction to most interaction okay um i guess i don't know um so um on the property and are a number of um like small cabins most of which are used for housing people um usually for like staff people um but one of them is kind of this special lodge. Um, it was it's dedicated to um, a very special lady. I forget why she was special. <laughs> curse, curse this like. It's okay to you know. You, you could have just pretended you were anonymizing memory. it. You could have just pretended <laughs> that like you were just trying to be vague on purpose. But no, you've just admitted that you don't remember. Yeah, I have a really bad memory these days. <laughs> don't, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, uh, don't we all? No, basically, there's this um, special cabin. I believe it was one of the first cabins on the property. I just know that, like, before I even came to the camp, it was, like, the arts and crafts area i believe and then okay. that got moved to a different bigger building but we always used it as a place and i don't want to sound hokey but um we used it for a ceremony um it's okay to be uh, hokey 
But yeah, we used to hold a ceremony in there um, basically to celebrate um, campers who would come to camp for recurring years. So um, if you came back to camp um, a certain number of years in a row, um, they would give you a bracelet. And for each recurring year, they would give you a bead on it. And we'd do like this little cell, this little ceremony, basically just celebrating that you decided to come back year after year after year. Um, well, that's nice. And, yeah, yeah. And it it was a beautiful little ceremony. Um, we would do it in the middle of the night, so we would go around all of camp, wake up the campers, like from they were sleeping and we would like tromp through the forest at night and bring them to this cabin we'd have um a fire in the fireplace going and maybe a few candles and that's it and we'd have them all sit and we'd do the little ceremony and it was really peaceful and really nice basically in this cabin and and i believe like this is corroborated by um, other staff members, um, all of these stories are, well, not one of them. Most of them are, um, this one definitely, um, you would go into this cabin and a great sense of like peace and maybe like warmth, like someone was there and like was watching over you. Hmm. Um, like, um, if you were in there by yourself, you would hear footsteps like throughout another part of the cabin and um yeah that was pretty much it where it's just like a feeling yeah you get and then you would maybe hear phantom noises if you were by yourself yeah that's uh, footsteps are always the, the mysterious footsteps are always like one of those like it's always hard to say, like, is that noise caused by something that just sounds like what you think it is, or is it actually, like, happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to corroborate, but, like, I I do have other people who have said, like, the they had the exact same experience. Yeah, no, yeah. It, of, well, like, it's... being in there and, like, oh, yeah, yep, I heard footsteps when, like, nobody was around, and you can right. tell when people are around because... um like you can hear the crunch of like the gravel trails. Gotcha. Outside, well, I mean, yeah, like it's... the leaves and everything. I mean, the only reason why, I'm not like trying to discount anything. It's just that, no, no, no. like in my experience, like so, um, and I've talked about this place. I actually probably talk about it in this episode. I don't remember. I'm recording these interviews out of order, um, <laughs> and they're going into the episode in a different order than I recorded them. But I know I've talked about in previous years that, like, um, my high school's theater was haunted. And, like, I've had, like, I know 100% that it's haunted. Like, I saw things that are unexplainable. But nice. also, one of the legends about that haunt was that people heard footsteps on the back stairs. And what it turns out that those, fo- like, people thought they heard people going, someone going up and down the this back flight of stairs. Um because it was a set of metal steps that led up to like the riggings um uh but what it turned out to be that the um the fire door above the stage because they had an emergency fire system which was like Mm -hmm. effectively a big thing of water that like would open up to douse flames um Mm -hmm. because it's an old building and it was the um the emer like the 
those fire suppression things like knocking up against each other with on a high wind day is what caused the sounds of the footsteps. Oh my gosh. So that's why it's like like whenever like we get into like mysterious sounds, I'm always like, "Ooh, but it could be because like there's a spot that is 100% haunted, right? Like yeah. I have seen the ball of light form in the middle of a room with my own two eyes. That ghost oh is gosh. there, right? Like Yeah. But there is a ghost there, but mm-hmm. that spooky sound that freaked a lot of people out was 100% mundane. You know That's, what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, that's that's part of the fun. Yeah. I think is that like you don't know until you debunk it. Right, right. It's it's that's one of those things where that was a haunting I was trying to debunk and then I saw like the thing and I was like, Oh no, the mm-hmm. shit's real. Uh right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you off track or anything. No, no, it's no, just... no, no. No, that's that's pretty much it with the first one. Um not much to actually like witness. Yeah. I I don't think anyone ever witnessed anything with that first one. It's just like this particular cabin. We're pretty sure there's a benevolent spirit in here. Well, at at the very least, there's the culmination of all the positive energy that was going into that. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's not exactly. Yeah. Even if it's not an intelligent haunt, like it's, which we used words like that like we know what we're talking about it's not intelligent you know whether or not it's an intelligent haunt as if we have Ooh. like it, people who firmly categorize things with terms make we always make sound like we're being fancy but mm-hmm. but i believe that you know energy that we put out like can end up in a space you know and if it's mm-hmm. a place that is primarily used for like this positive affirming like communal ceremony then regularly then i think that space can take on that energy whether or not there's like anything you know beyond that energy there you know what i mean yeah. it's just the, oh, yeah. the hey man it's the positive vibes we put into the space like i i cannot say it without sounding like a complete hippy yeah. dippy weirdo but <laughs> i also genuinely think it so it's uh again oh, the, yeah. the contradiction of my entire personality um mm-hmm. <laughs> so so Uh, what happened other places there well um the second one um so i worked actually as the camp cook um i worked in the kitchen for a number of years and funnily enough there's a kitchen ghost of course there is of course there is (laughs) um i'm I'm thinking this one would be like pretty easily debunkable, but I'm not sure. Okay. So what it would do, um, I never actually saw anything. The ghost is in the room with you right now. <laughs> the door squeak. <laughs> I'm leaving that yes. in. So listeners, that's just Eric. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Asking me <laughs> if I fed the cats. <laughs> um, but no, um, again, if you're alone in there, um, definitely hear footsteps going through the kitchen. Um, I would find burners turned on. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> right? I would find like the knob turned and I'd be like, no, no, turn that off. Because <laughs> I could hear um, the gas and I'd be like, nope, we're, we're going to turn that off. Oh. And um, my, my theory is that um, it, is, it is the ghost of someone who used to work in this kitchen. And they're just trying to go around and do like their usual stuff they're gonna do. Or like, they're trying to trying turn on the to gas the to blow up the to, place. Like, cook. Or but... he's trying to turn the gas on to burn down the place. Right. The disgruntled former camp cook. And and I would just have to go around and be like, No, no, we're not gonna do this. No, you can't Fill actually it with propane or natural gas, to. whatever the gas is in this place. <laughs> Um, or like propane because the, the door to the walk-in freezer um, would just like be weirdly open like it didn't latch it wasn't like latched all the way like okay. somebody pulled the handle and like left it open so just like weird little stuff that honestly could theoretically like could technically be explained by like oh I was passing by the ovens and like my hip bumped one of the burner knobs, and that was me. Right. Or, like, the footsteps were just somebody passing through the kitchen, and I just, like, didn't see them. So this one, like, is a little bit more debunkable, but I like to believe that there is, like, a, like, a kitchen ghost who's just, like, trying desperately to, like, cook things, but he can't. Yeah. I don't know enough about... Whether or not, like, pressure from gas can... I don't think it can turn a knob. I don't think that I'd, I'd be really terrified of a stove if that was possible. No. But, um, it, it never... I never saw that otherwise. Right. Like, it's that so, would happen very rarely. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's interesting. Yeah. And other people who have worked in the kitchen can corroborate... Like, I've... <laughs> like because one of the things we would talk about at, at like as staff people is like oh yeah this like oh do you do you sense this ghost today oh yeah they did this and blah 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 blah. you know we'd like casually talk about like the ghosts of camp yeah at least at least those two those two are pretty well known to others the third one um i'm the only one who ever saw it okay and it freaked me <laughs> it freaked me <laughs> out because it was um so the, the you had kitchen your, oh shit go surreal moment yeah 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 a little bit that that was it because um okay so the kitchen um is in a building that has a big basement and the bathrooms happen to be in the basement not on the first level and so I was, you know, going downstairs to the bathroom, blah, 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 blah. Um, I come out of the bathroom and the main room of the basement is this huge, it's just one big room, center okay. block walls, and it's got a row of windows along one side looking out onto the play field. And it was a gorgeous, beautiful, sunny day. And settle down. I know this brings back ooh, spooky memories, but <laughs> um, and I saw a figure standing by one of these windows okay. looking out. 
and um, it was a girl. She had long brown hair in braids and was wearing a red and white striped shirt. And she had her back towards... I did not see a face. Okay. I don't remember seeing, um, like, legs or feet. (laughs) Um, I think she had, like, her arms up, like, on the windowsill as she was looking out. Um, But, yeah. I, like, as soon as I saw that, I booked it upstairs and did not go back down until there were other people in the building with me. (laughs) That is... Wow. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah okay now that's ghosts. that's genuinely terrifying um, yeah. <laughs> yikes <laughs> and like I, I I don't think there was absolutely any ill like ill intent because she didn't notice me at oh, yeah. all yeah like well, it was just it yeah. just like startled me so bad. Yeah. To see something oh, it's and the, then the, I was just like I'm out, I'm gone. <laughs> the first time you see something clearly and directly and it's right there, it's like I don't know, like in my experience like a lot of us had that experience where we thought we believed in ghosts and then you have that one real like that for me it was a just a ball of light forming in the middle of the room. For you apparently uh-huh. it was a terrifying specter. But, um, like, you have that moment where you're like, oh, shit. I have no, like, yeah, it's the oh, shit, ghosts are real moment. I don't have a better, you know, because I believed in ghosts before that, like, before I had that experience. But then I I didn't find out that I believe, that that's when I really believed in ghosts. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And, like, I, I fully... I don't know. I'm still like on the fence whether they're real or not, but I do fully enjoy like everything yeah. about ghosts. <laughs> I'd like one of my favorite shows is freaking Ghost Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> like but only oh. because like they're so stupid and well, I enjoy and their they stupidity. fake half their stuff. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's but, so dumb. Um because they are desperate to see things because they yep. need ratings. Yep, have... and it's great to drink too. If you want to know like some real tea about ghost adventures, go listen <laughs> to um one of the uh, Hex Positive did an episode earlier this month. Uh the the episode they released uh, the episode pre released at the beginning of the month uh has some 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 strong tea about ghost adventures in it. And uh but you know, so like I I mean obviously you saw something though, so something was was real. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't and, and the fact that it like looked like a young girl mainly because of the height. Yeah. I'm just like was that like a dead camper I saw? Well, I think it's it's so hard to say because like it uh, yeah, I have so there, no idea. there are a lot of like what ghosts are is such a complicated thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how much I believe the ghosts are the spirits of dead humans you know what i mean like i don't know if i that i buy into that Mm. um because first off what would make us special and not every other animal in the world and you know if there were ghost squirrels they'd be pissing us off constantly right like um i do believe that there are things that are composed of some sort of energy that or something 
that exist. I have encountered them. I have dealt with them. I have seen them take on humanoid form. Um, but like I've I've seen what looks like a person where there shouldn't be a person. Yeah. But uh, mine, you know, I had that weird moment. Like it's so when I was um. Uh, one time I had been like I was back. I don't remember if I was back from college or if it was. Um, I was I no longer lived in Milwaukee, but I was visiting Milwaukee and I was hanging out with two of my friends outside of one of their houses, and they, the 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 friend lived on a dead end street, mm-hmm. and so we were just standing in the street, mm-hmm. and I watched like what looked like a translucent person run from between two houses to behind my car. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I was, I just looked at my two friends. I was like, did you just see that? And then one of them, like, you mean the guy who just ran behind your car, but you could see through him? Uh... Like, it was like, uh, yeah. And so one of my friends chased him out from behind <laughs> my car. And we didn't see, like, it's a, like he was standing, like, we didn't see him when he was back in direct light, but then, like, we saw the figure between two houses, like, across the street, just standing there. And, like, all three of us are staring at it. Uh. Like, it, it's one thing, like, you know, when you see something, you're like, did I hallucinate? Like, I've hallucinated. I oh, yeah. I have sleep, I get sleep paralysis. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I told the story on last year's podcast, and I'll probably say it again sometime in this episode, but I get sleep paralysis, and... So I sometimes hallucinate while I have sleep paralysis. And so the, the my, my favorite hallucination was I hallucinated the bent neck lady from the ha- Netflix Haunting of Hill House. Mm, but nope. but but here's the thing, it's like it was I I've had sleep paralysis for so long and I've hallucinated so many things. And my apartment is very well warded against actual ghosts. Um mm-hmm. you know, I'm a witch, it's what I do. Uh but I, I woke up and I saw it and I was like, wait, that is, that's, that's literally the bent neck lady from Haunting of Hill House is what went through my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I just like, I, it was just became funny. Like, <laughs> it was like, I know that's not real. I know that's my, I know that's my brain. Pick that out. Spe- like that specific exact image from a television show mm-hmm. that I watched last week. So that's it, great. So like, but but so that's why it's like when you get a moment like so, that's why I'm like, you know, you get worried that you're hallucinating something, right? That like mm-hmm. you see a person, but like when two other people are standing next to you and you're all seeing it, and someone described what you saw before you said it out loud. Yup. You're just like, oh, shit. And so, mm-hmm. so I don't know what ghosts are. Like, is it a recording of the past? Is it an emotional imprint? Is it something else that has decided to take on a form that yeah. looks like people? I don't know. I I have a hard time believing that the dead want to stick around, but um, I also can't say no. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. Anyone who claims to have definitive answers, I immediately don't trust. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, like it's it's such an amalgam of just like it could be this, but it could also be this, but it could be it could be right. at all. Look, it's a big mishmash I, of I, we I, don't know. <laughs> I be, like I am, you know, I I believe there are good things out there and there are bad things out there and there are neutral things out there. 
You know, I lived in a house with a ghost in it for three years. It and that thing was just irritating. Mm-hmm. It the, the the phrase that I used, um, and I'll probably say it again sometimes episode because again I'm recording these out of order. I don't know what I say in the other interviews. Is that it was like having a cat I didn't sign up for. Um, mm-hmm. That thing just knocks shit over like right in front of you until you yelled at it. <laughs> it was just it was it was like a cat. It was like dealing with a cat. You know, where like they, yeah. they, they, they raise their paw and then you look at them and then you yell at them and they stop. But the minute you look away, they're back up on the table ready to hit that plant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that's the, that was what living with that ghost was like. So it's, so I don't know what that, that girl in the basement was. It could I don't be, know either. Could be a memory. It could just be a, you know, what it could have been. It's a memory. Yeah. It's you know like it, it it's it's interesting that you have the details down. You know what I mean? Like it's you have you apparently got a pretty good look. Yeah. So like it just like imprinted. Yeah. Like so vividly, just probably just because like it was such a weird experience that my brain is just like, remember that thing that happened to us? Yeah. You're going to remember that have, real good. I have seen many things that are very clear, but I haven't seen a person that detailed before. Like, I've seen... Well, and, like, literally all I remember is just, like, her hair and, like, her t-shirt. Yeah. I don't remember, like, really anything else about her. Yeah. I mean, that's still, like, that's... Just, like, brown hair red and white t-shirt it'd be hilarious if secretly a camper had broken into the building i know that would have been a great prank on me <laughs> but i don't think now i'm just like... gonna pay eric to let me sneak in a wig <laughs> and a t-shirt and put it on like a mop and have it sit in your kitchen i would never do that to you but it'd still be really funny um, it would be fun. It would be funny. So thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. You, and yeah, we're going to, at this point, I'm going to move on to uh, whatever's happening next, whoever we're talking to next. And, uh Or I'll record a transition in post that will sound better than that. Who knows? We'll find out how lazy I am. If you're hearing me say this right now, I was incredibly lazy. Joining me now is Chris Sass Council of Let's Be Legendary Podcast, of, also here on the Nerd and Tie Network. And you can find that at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or nerdandtie.com slash legendary. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the show, Chris. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting. We're going around the network this episode uh, <laughs> because we're talking about spooky Seeing stuff. all the spots. Well, you know, uh, synergy. It's synergy right now it's yeah, uh yes but yeah we're talking about ghosts because very it's... fitting for the season well especially since this episode goes out to the public feed on october 31st ah uh, so yeah. even better i know it's perfect right time, time this year the patreon users will have to make do with having this episode a week early i guess you know uh, well they'll I make mean, that they're sacrifice <laughs> So yeah, um, I find in my experience that uh, 
pretty much anyone with any interest in witchcraft at all has probably at one point statistically seen a ghost. That just seems to be the way it works out. Just that that overall. does seem to be. I, I've noticed that as well. <laughs> um, and it's really funny because I'm actually a skeptic, yeah. like hardcore skeptic. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, for me, I actually, like, so I'm, I grew up actually, like, an atheist, a very firm <laughs> atheist who later came into Wicca through a strange series of events, which included, like, the first time I saw a ghost and couldn't explain it. Um, although I'd already started doing witchcraft at that point, it's true, but, um, like, it's, I am, I am 100%, and um, you're going to, and listeners will hear that later in the show when I talk with uh, Brina Garen, where, like, I'm... I am of the mind of let's try to explain this away completely before mm-hmm. we um, before we assume it's a ghost. Like it's is this cold spot a draft? Is this? I mean, it's like orbs are just nonsense because they're dust particles. Yeah, <laughs> it, illuminated dust and bugs in the air. It's it, it oh a blurry circle near a camera lens. Who would have guessed? Then it's illuminated yeah. by uh, a flash. Shocker. There's- there's something moving slightly in, you know, in a security camera. Did you yeah. check for spider webs right next to the camera? Well, and it's, I always, <laughs> I always bring up, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this later in the episode, but I always bring up the ghost phone. Um, there's an area in, of, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where I live, where in winter conditions and the right conditions, there is a phone and it's either in uh, the office building or the hospital in my neighborhood. It's, I've narrowed it down to that block. Um, but, uh, if uh, there's a phone that if it rings in the middle of the night, you can hear it from half a mile away and it sounds like it's ringing next to you. Oh, that's cool. Right. It's, but it's 100% an acoustic phenomenon. Like it's right. just the, the, like, cause it's a phone. It's like, it's so like that, the typical eighties or nineties digital ringer, like when they first took physical bells out of phones, Yeah, yeah. like that stereotypical phone ring. Um, like it's that. And so, you know, it's a phone. You know it's a phone, but it's like coming from all around you, like all over this part of town. So it's that's always kind of my baseline of like, can this be explained the way the ghost phone can be explained? Because the ghost phone yeah. is not a ghost. Yeah, I have like whenever we watch, I'm also obsessed with those ghost hunter shows. Um, <laughs> <I can't>, like, <laughs> they're my guilty pleasure, and like half the time I'm si- I don't know why I watch them because I get so irate. Every time I watch them, especially the ghost adventures. I don't those... watch ghost adventures. I used to watch ghost hunters. Ghost hunters but... was fun because yeah. they were, they also had like drama attached to it. Yeah. So you had like, who's pissed off at somebody. Also, there's a ghost apparently. Uh, but uh, the ghost adventures, they like, wow, those are some locker room boys. Um they have the most extreme and it's not just them. It's, it's a lot of ghost shows are like, it's like, here's this place that's supposedly haunted. And they go into like these really extreme, um, like dramatic reenactments of crap. And like half the stuff that they talk about, it's like, you do know that didn't happen. Right. No, it's my, my favorite (laughs) moment while I was ever watching an episode of ghost hunters was that I randomly uh, knocked on my coffee table and mm-hmm. on the show at that exact moment, one of them turned around. Did you hear that knocking? <laughs> and I was just like, I'm the ghost. It's just me. <laughs> I had a, like, there was, I don't remember which one it was. They got actually, I think Ghost Adventures got really in trouble yeah. recently because they were like, they were in a town 
and somebody like randomly told them that there was a bunch of witches in the area and then they like said on their show it's like they're responsible for all the satanic shit that's happening and i'm just like oh my god there are witches in every area if anything this show like if anything the audience of this show has proven we're freaking everywhere also like there's like a literally millions of witches um mm-hmm. it's god no it i don't know <laughs> Yeah, so I'm always the one that's just like none of that is true. None no. of that is right. Well, like or they, I'll sit there and I'll sit there and fact check them or like fact correct them. It's like this is because of this. It's like no, that's not because of this. It's on Wikipedia for fuck's sake. Well, if you, you know? listen to like uh, the and they talk, um, Bree talked about this on the October first episode of Hex Positive that um, uh, also on the Nerd and Tie Network um, that uh, that like the the Ghost Adventures was like propagating like that the the zozo whatever myth oh, of the God, demon that dude doesn't exist thing. like it's not yeah. a real thing like, and it and like all like and they and like brie brie talked about it like at length on her um on her october 1st episode so i i, I don't want to dig too much into that but it's you should listen to that because like and it's also like how like all the stuff with like ouija boards being demonic comes because of the, the movie um the exorcist Mm-hmm. Um, yeah like it's uh, yeah but it's that's why like that, every single like... like every time i see like there's like some even like and this is watching buzzfeed unsolved which is by the way the best ghost hunting show ever made by anyone and they never find anything and that's why it's great <laughs> um it's it's the, because buzzfeed unsolved is the most authentic ghost hunting show ever made um yeah and it's but there's this one where they're investigating this this woman's apartment and uh, she had said that uh, she also has a YouTube channel, though, of her own. And she talked about, like, this thing with the Ouija board and, like, all this stuff. And, like, I'm like, that it's made by Hasbro. Oh, is that Loey? I think so. Loey Lane? Yeah, I think that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I was like, yeah. I, I don't watch her stuff. So, like, I only know her from that episode. And I was just going, like, uh-huh. I, I I actually do watch her. Okay. I would take everything of what she says. She's one of those YouTubers that like half of her content is really interesting because she covers like um, she covers interesting things that like happen on TikTok and um, uh, are are what are they called? Uh, uh, RIGs? What are they? I forgot what they're called. They're like uh, like games that people are playing but they're fake but they oh, seem real alternate reality games ARGs. alternate reality thank you thank you um <laughs> my dyslexia went all all yeah. over the place but uh yeah it's, she she covers a lot of those yeah. and that stuff is super interesting to me but then she like goes the opposite direction where she's just like this is super scary you guys and like tells this weird story and i'm like mm. well it's like this whole thing it's like my brother said he didn't move the ouija board and it's like, I, guess I'm like, you did. I'm like, guess Ugh. what? I've totally 100% moved things and forgotten about them. I've, yeah. I've, I've found video evidence of me doing things I don't remember doing. Like sometimes you, you do a mundane tech. Like, have you never had that thing where you like forget how you did a thing? Like, like in high school, I, I, I wouldn't remember. I'd have like, I'd walk between classes with no idea how I got from one end of the building to the other end of the building. Cause it was daily routine. I, oh, excuse me. I forget, like, driving. Yeah, no. I'll have lost hours in, like, I've lost hours of my life driving from one place to another and forget that I did that. Oh, no. It's, I I get lost in thought and then suddenly, like, oh, I'm here already. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I have, 
Yeah, I, I scream at the ghost story or this the ghost shows. Yeah, um, I'm very I'm very very skeptical. Uh, I'm actually very skeptical of like older ghost stories, like the classic ghost oh, stories yeah. that you hear all around America. Like I can tell you right now. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, the Winchester Mystery House. That's fake. Well, I mean, um, it's real in the sense that it's a house. It is. It is in the sense of the house. Uh, but it is like this: the ghost angle that they put, like the actual Win Winchester Mystery House, is beautiful. I've been there multiple times. They used to live in California, and um, it, it's a beautiful house. It is a testament to one woman's eccentricities. Yeah. Uh, but the whole ghost angle actually was a smear campaign that was happening while she was alive. Okay. Like in the in the newspapers, people were saying it's like this is the reason. There's no real evidence, though, I mean, but she, it was such a good story that people the, just kind of ran with it. I mean, didn't she... Okay, so you're going to have to... So I was obsessed with this house when I was a kid, and I've never been there, <laughs> but um, isn't there, like, a seance room and stuff where... In... There's a room that they say is a seance room. Okay. There is, a, there is a room that they call the seance room, and you can... And, and the whole thing behind that room is you can enter it one way... But you can leave it three ways right, because there's, that I knew, there's yeah. doors on the inside. Yeah. Um, however, there's no real like. The, and now I, I could be wrong. They like it could be this whole, you know, it's like people from the inside gave these accounts, but there's really no evidence that says that that's what was going on or that she was afraid of the spirits that were following her. I didn't. Yeah, was, no, it's. I didn't necessarily think that it was true that she was afraid of the spirits, but I thought that something was involved with them because, like, the, no, there's the constant the, building the, and the, um, the, the the strangeness of some of those architectural decisions is, you know, weird. A, a lot of a lot of it, though. Though what we do have evidence for with that house is that uh, she just she didn't know too much about architecture, but she knew enough to like give directions. Uh -huh. And it was kind of a hobby to see, like just to keep building. Okay. But there was no, like the supernatural element didn't come into play until it, there was an article posted in the local paper in San Jose around the time. I don't remember how old she was, but it was around the time the house had gotten big enough to be, you know, big. And the way that people are when they see rich people that just have buckets of money, you know, there was a smear campaign that went on yeah. in the newspaper. And that's where the ghost angle first came out. And it it's it's kind of fascinating to, like, think yeah. about it that way. It's like, yeah, that makes actually a lot of sense. Yeah. Um the other one is uh, there is no historical evidence for, but is one of the biggest ghost stories is actually um, uh, Chloe from the Myrtles Plantation. I don't There's, think I'm off the off the top of my head familiar with that. That one's pretty. Your your viewers might know that one. The Myrtles Plantation is one of the most haunted places supposedly in America. Okay. There is absolutely no historical evidence for Chloe, who is the ghost of a slave woman. That is said to have been in uh, the story of, if you don't know, the Rose Plantation is there was a, uh, a slave woman that was, quote, the mistress of the master. Yeah. And uh, she had a bad habit of listening in on conversations. So to punish her, the master chopped off her ear and she was worried um, that she was going to get sent out into the fields and she didn't want to be sent out into the fields. 
So she decided to use oleander leaves to poison his who's to, to poison his two daughters and his wife just enough so that she could nurse them back to health. Um, and she didn't do it right and ended up killing all three of them. And then she ran away, told the other slaves what she did. The other slaves killed her because they didn't want to be in trouble. Um, supposedly the two daughters and Chloe still haunt the, the Myrtle's plantation. Um, however, there is no historical evidence for Chloe around the time that they said this happened. Mm -hmm. There were no daughters in that location. So I guess like the thing is, is that like with me and ghosts is that what I've often learned is that, um, the stories associated with ghosts doesn't necessarily, just because the story is not true doesn't mean there isn't a ghost there. Um, oh yeah, I agree and with that. I, I'm, I, ironically, I'm calling back to something that listeners haven't heard yet. Um, like, cause I grew up, um, I grew up uh, in in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, uh, one of the Milwaukee suburbs, and supposedly our high school theater was haunted. Mm-hmm. I know it is haunted because I saw the ghost. <laughs> like it's, I saw, and I, I know I talked about this on previous years' uh, episodes. Um, that at least one of them. That I was in a darkened room and I saw a blue ball of light form in the middle of the room, dart around the room, and then go into the wall. Like right. it was a, and then I went running out of that room at full speed. Seventeen-year-old uh, <laughs> Trey was very terrified at that moment. After seeing I mean, that. I would, I would, I would also. I mean, what are you supposed yeah. to do? Hey, come right. back! Right, but there was a legend in that theater about what that ghost was, of who that ghost was. He was this guy, Fritz Fitzsimmons, who was a student who supposedly died in that part of the building when it used to be the gym over there. And, like, there's a whole story and legend. I went and looked up and researched that legend. It didn't, There was no student by that name ever at that, at that school. There was no incident of ever, anyone ever dying in that part of, in that building, let alone that part of the building. And, like, it's the entire story was bullshit. Right. Like yeah. the whole thing, the, the legend that had been passed down from student to student about the ghost in that building and and had been passed down for for generations before me. Um, but the ghost was real. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think I, I think with with a lot of like haunted locations, um, I, I'm a big proponent of like energy yes, left behind yes, 100%. rather than like a set story. Um, I'm well, very, I'm a, I'm a huge history buff. And yeah. I, and when I hear things like that, it's like, okay, I, 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 I'd want to give it a, like, I'd want to be historical at his, I want to be historically accurate yeah. because the story of say, uh, the, the blood countess is an interesting story. It's not true, but it's interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure that castle is haunted, but well, and the, yeah, that's also, you know, they're, it's also, I don't know how much I've ever been certain that ghosts are the like spirit of dead humans who are remaining. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying no, like it's, and I know that like, I know people who have very personal stories and like who have felt connections to loved ones and things like that. So I, and I don't want to like offhand dismiss that, but I'm also not convinced that, that even if some ghosts are the spirits of people, I am not under the impression that most or all are. And right. that like, it's, I am, I, I, I believe to go back to the belief in energy is that I think that the, um, the energy put out by the living, like if, if you tell 20 people that there's a ghost somewhere and they all believe it really hard and then they tell another generation of people 
that there's a ghost there and they all believe it. And then you keep doing that and repeating that you will effectively create the haunting. Yeah. And it um, will, it will happen. I don't know if it's because they create something or if they just draw something there, you know, whether they're attracting a pre-existing thing or whether they, you know, are creating a new spirit, but it's definitely like, it's not nothing. Yeah. And, and that kind of ties into my own ghost story where I've never actually like seen a ghost um, or anything that has that kind of energy. Um, but uh, one kind of hung out in my apartment for a while. <laughs> um, so like, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I practice witchcraft and, you know, I tend to notice that like you already mentioned, people who practice witchcraft or are pagan or Wiccan uh, tend to also have seen something. Um, and my theory behind that is that when you're working with energy, you will attract energy. <laughs> and, <clears throat> Especially if you don't ward properly. Exactly. And that's kind of what happened to us. Not that we didn't ward properly, but um, <clears throat> excuse me. What, what ended up happening is my wife and I uh, we've been in this apartment for 10 years, I want to say, maybe a little bit less. Okay. And, uh, and you know, we regularly, when we do things, it's, it, you know, we, we do the whole, we, we, we do our rituals almost by the book, I want to say, if there is a by the book, since we're eclectic anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're pretty conscious of like what we're sending out. In, in a way, like what we like choose to work with and what we choose to do. And so it was an interesting, it was like five years ago, around, I want to say August, uh, we started noticing there was like a, a, a vibe in the apartment in that very like, like we're not the only ones here. And it yeah. wasn't a heavy, it wasn't heavy. It wasn't like we weren't getting bad vibes. Because I'm pretty sensitive to energy. Yeah. <clears throat> and we weren't getting any really bad vibes from it. It was just like there's something in the apartment with us. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's it's not dead. It's yeah. Not, it's not benevolent. I don't think it's benevolent either. It's just kind of there. And um, I actually went through the apartment and, and uh, broomed the place, as I call it, which is I take my ritual broom and I just kind of yeah. sweep out energy. Okay. Uh, but, but you know, pretty pretty simplistic. It, like I didn't think it was anything anything huge. It's just like I'm just gonna make sure this is, you know, sweep yeah. the place. <clears throat> and, you know, that kind of like it stopped for a little while, but then it came back again. And I'm like, okay, so something is hanging out. And, uh, again, we were just like, we're just gonna we're just going to chill and see what it does. Cause I don't want to throw anything out if it's just kind of hanging out. Cause you know, see that's, um, you, you and me are different in that regard is that I, <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, I would boot it immediately. <laughs> there are, there are times in my life where I, and I, I can talk about it when, when you're done, but like, it's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely um, relating to this experience so far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, we didn't, it was, it was one of those things where we're like, I'm not sure what this thing is. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, it's not doing anything. Yeah. Um, and it's not, 
it's not being disruptive. It's not even like, even though we could feel it, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm constantly being watched. It was nothing ever like that. So we were just kind of like, all right, you can just chill and hang out, you know? And in every now and then we would just feel this like, you know, it's like, hey, I just walked in there and it was, I just felt something in there. And it was around, I think, no, it was into October when this happened. Um, That was the first time we actually like felt something else, I want to say. Okay. (laughs) Um, Megs, and this kind of happened right back to back. My wife, Megs, was in the bathroom and she was taking a bath. And she just kind of like called me in at one point. And she's just like, hey, uh, whatever's in our apartment was definitely in here. Oh, that's like, fun. Yeah, like Jesus. watching you take a bath. And she's like, I don't think it was watching me. I think it was just in here. I'm like, okay, that's disconcerting. But, you know, okay. So it was this like, all right, this now this thing is getting more active. And we're like, we were almost joking, but like half serious. It's like, well getting towards Halloween of course it's getting more active you know and there was another time the time that actually kind of worried me this uh, there was two times that worried me but this was the first time that got me actually like starting to research this thing yeah Uh, which was we had a we have a two-bedroom apartment and the one apartment the one uh, room we have is the office and we have two animals that would just come in and destroy everything. So we kept the office store closed. Okay. Megzi went in one time to go get something and she immediately closed the door as soon as she opened it and then came back out and said, okay, so it's in the office and it doesn't want me in there. To which I said, what does that mean? (laughs) And she explained that she went into the office to go get something and she got a very strong get out she didn't hear it. She didn't like it. There was no audio. There was no visual, yeah. nothing. It was just a feeling of get out. That got me a little concerned. Um, she did say that it wasn't really, she didn't really feel like threatened by it. It was just a, like you walked in on somebody changing or something. It was that sort of a vibe. Like a cat, like <laughs> and, a cat hissing at you. Kind of like you walked in on somebody and surprised them and they told you, oh my God, get out. But still, like, when you have something in your house that is dictating where you can and can't go, it's like, that was concerning. So I, I ended up, um, I ended up trying to do some research and trying to figure out, okay, what the F is this thing? Sounds like a ghost cat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I don't know. I, I, to this day, I still don't know. We ended up starting to call it Kevin, which probably wasn't the best idea. Um, I don't really recommend you name if there is something in your house. I don't recommend you name it because naming it gives it more energy. Um, if you are, if you have a vested interest in that sort of thing, but that's kind of along the lines of what we did was we ended up naming it, and we called it Kevin because that's the same name as the bird from the movie Up. <laughs> and Up was a and Kevin was a girl, so like. The, this was but this was before we had figured out that non-binary might be a thing or like you know yeah, yeah, agender no. or something like that like yeah. this was before I came out as trans so yeah. no, it's we were a, like, that's the, the non-binary experience of many yeah. of us where oh that thing I've been feeling my whole life has a name shit exactly yeah, yeah. so we were just like okay this the, the thing in our house is Kevin um, and that was the only time we ever 
had that experience where we walked in and so you know and there was a, a presence of like get out so yeah <clears throat> and i started looking up i couldn't really get a specific of like what this thing was like some people were saying it might be some kind of elemental it might be a ghost that's just wandering which people I don't who know try to like people who try to put like specific names on this stuff a lot of the time i'm just like you're just yeah I, flying by the seat of your pants here yeah you don't fucking know I've, like i've talked to experienced which of witches of all experiences and i've talked to like i've dealt with ghost stuff my whole like no you don't you don't know we all have our theories but the instant you say it with authority you don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I couldn't find anything distinctive. Yeah. I still, I like every time I tried to find something, it was this is evil, evil or not. And the concept of evil is weird to me in regards to things that might not really understand the concept of the Western good and evil. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, fuck it. Um, can I swear on this show? I'm sorry. Yeah, we're, no, it's this is rated an explicit podcast, so you're fine. Um, okay cool it's mostly i do that to um I, I have it rated as explicit in case um some 16 year olds listening and their mom and dad get mad at me because ah, for yes. teaching their kid about witchcraft which uh and so i can just say well you let them listen to an explicit podcast not my fault yeah um exactly. uh, so yeah we were trying to figure out what the heck this thing was uh, i couldn't find anything distinctive and i was just like okay if it decides to do anything else that uh, on that level then we're gonna figure out how to get rid of it yeah um but if if it's just being chill like this and just every now and then getting scared because somebody walked in on it i'm not gonna be that disturbed by it yeah um and i think the biggest thing it ever did and this is and this will become like a theme that happens every now and then <laughs> to this day still uh and for context also, I will say just for the skeptics con context, uh, my wife and I are both uh, have severe ADHD <laughs> that is currently untreated. Um, so yeah, that is medical fact. health system. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my wife is also autistic, and she has uh, a spatial rec like uh, her spatial awareness is not the best. So um, just pu putting that out there when I explain <laughs> this story. Uh, so. There was one time, this was after Halloween, but it was, I think it was like in November or something like that. And we had, uh, we had like rent money or some type of bill money that we had to go take to the bank. And we set it down in a very specific spot. And it was on our dresser. And, and it was, it, it, the bedroom didn't really have a whole lot in there. There was two dress, like side dressers or nightstands, excuse me. There were two nightstands and then there were uh and then there was a bed okay. and the closet is a part of the 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 building so yeah. there, there's not a whole lot in that room <laughs> and um <clears throat> and i saw her like she's like hey i'm putting it on my nightstand you know blah 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 so when we go to the bank that's where it is because again both of us have adhd and we're like where's the money so when it's finally time to go get the money um, I walk in and it's not in there and I'm like hey where'd you put the money and she's just like it's in there and I'm like no it's not so she has to go back in and we're she's like no 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 I didn't move it it was right there so then we start looking around for the and keep in mind this is a, a pretty huge chunk of money this okay. is like around the $200 oh, 
okay. worth of money, which may not seem like a lot, but it was a lot to us. That's a lot. And... That's a lot. To, if you're, that's a lot to most of us. <laughs> if you're listening to this show, that's probably a lot of money. Yeah. So I was just so we. If were... you're listening to the show and that's not a lot of money, please contri- consider contributing to the Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/tragorn. Um. So we we start looking around for the money, and you know we have cats. Obviously, the cats like to jump on things, so yeah. we're thinking the cat knocked it off. So we start looking around. Uh, we start moving things. We start moving the bed. We start looking underneath. Uh, this space that again does not have a lot of stuff in it and we're like kind of let low-key start breaking out because it's nowhere in the bedroom that we saw yeah and we're like uh okay who what else could have happened okay maybe the cats like grabbed it and ran away with it that's really odd but it could have happened so we start searching everywhere by this point megzy we were searching for a good like 10 minutes before megzy was just like absolute at the point of panic and she's hyperventilating she's on the smoke she's like almost ready to have an absolute panic attack that we cannot find this money and uh and i'm like it's okay we're gonna find it and i remember going into the living room and it like kind of like i got this like weird little thing in the back of my mind of like somebody else is in the apartment and okay. that's it's the same feeling that I've gotten ever since this thing has been in our apartment. So I like it, I like it in my head. I said, Kevin, this isn't funny. Whatever you did with the money, I need you to put it back, please. It's not funny anymore. And uh, I, I don't know why I did that because that's not something that I normally would do like yeah. you know again huge massive skeptic of like you know things don't disappear unless I am I misplace it yeah um so I like you know while Megzi is trying to calm down I go back into our bedroom I literally see the money on the floor in a spot not only that we had checked but was like very visible like you could have walked in and seen it. Wow. It was like sitting right. It was on the floor. It, like he didn't, he, you know, yeah. the Kevin did not bother to put it back on the nightstand, no, of but definitely not. put it on the floor, like right next to the nightstand, very easily spotted. And I'm like, thank you, Kevin. I am not. I, appre- to, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> and then I told Megzi, it's like, I found it. And she's like, where was it? I'm like, apparently it was on the floor. <laughs> And, you know, I told her what happened and she's just like, okay. (sighs) Yeah. So that was the biggest thing it ever did and has done something similar like that throughout the many years that it's been here. Again, it wasn't like I kind of like sat down and thought about it. I'm like, do I need to get this thing out of our apartment? It's like, well, I it, it did respond to me saying it's not funny anymore and please put it back. So whatever this thing is either is can can either follow directions at least or is you know is playful or something like that not not malevolent so i I, again i rationalized we don't need to kick it out and 
will just, you know, if it does anything that is destructive, that can't be, you know, rectified, then we'll kick it out. Um, you know, we kind of did. We never did anything yeah. about it, and this this energy kind of comes and goes. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been here in a while, but um, I think that's because we have a roommate, and so it might be too busy. But okay, um, well, you know, uh, it's funny because it reminds me of uh, the very similar situation I had for years. Uh, I, re I referred to it as the cat we didn't sign up for. <laughs> As opposed to the cat we did sign up for. When I used to live, um, uh, actually just down the street from where I live now, um, there was a duplex I used to live in. And I talked about this in, in past years, so I won't go too deep into it. But I used to live with, uh, I used to share a duplex with, um, that's a two-bedroom duplex, half a duplex with uh, Sean Course of the Famicom Dojo Podcast, also available on nerdandtie.com. Um, but uh, we used to have a house um, that we lived in, and... Uh, it was there was a thing in the house the uh so we we used to live in this house and um there was I referred to it as the cat we didn't sign up for like so what happened was the first time i noticed it was in the corner of my bedroom i kept hearing this snoring mm -hmm. that i assumed it was just the walls were too thin and i was hearing my roommate right like that's right. you hear snoring in the middle of the night in your room you assume it's coming from the other room that's you know shares a wall with yours um, yeah. yeah, yeah, the two closets are in the way, you know, between you and, and where they're actually sleeping. But, you know, it's like that's the obvious assumption. And that's what I was assuming for a while until one day I woke up, one night I woke up and um, I was like, that's weird. I hear the, the snoring and I get up and I arm and Sean was not home. Eh. Sean was not in the apartment. And that's when I figured out that something else was happening. <laughs> um, like, we had ah, stuff happen there, like little annoying stuff. Like, we had stuff that would move. But we had separate linen closets, and we had, like, one thing where, like, one of my towels moved into Sean's linen closet. And neither one of us had done it. Like, it had changed where it was. Uh, stuff would get knocked over. And it just got to the point where I was just like, I would just start yelling at it to stop. Like, mm -hmm. and it would stop doing things the moment I yelled at it. Um, but like one time I was in the kitchen and I watched my hat and this is like a wood, it's a, it's a driving cap. So it's like, but it's like, it was a rigid driving cap, not light sitting on the kitchen counter. And I watched it slide off the counter onto the floor. You know, like when a cat just paws something off. Yeah. <laughs> Except the cat was not in the room. And, you know, it, it took me a while to figure out why our cat just kept getting freaked out and running from the room all the time. Mm -hmm. and, stuff and, stuff. and so I just got to, to yelling at it. And it was, again, it was like living with a cat I didn't sign up for. Like, more <laughs> stuff happened than that. and But I've talked about it enough on the show that, like, it is. it was just such a frustrating experience. I did yell at it at one point to get the hell out of my room. I was like, mm. I don't care where else in the house you go. You can't be in here. And that's when the snoring stopped in my room. Um, like, it, it it listened when you yelled at it. It would just do something to try to get your attention. And then you'd have to yell at it. And then it would stop. It was just like, it really wanted someone to pay attention to it. And, like, this isn't, like, that's the thing. It's, like, always, like, when you watch, like, movies and stuff like that. Like, oh, the haunted house is, like, this old ancient building. That house was built in, like, the 60s or the 70s. 
Like yeah. no one ever died there, at least when I lived. No one had ever died in that house when I lived there. I don't know what's happened since there because I haven't lived there for like 17 years. And now it's also, it's been converted into a place where people with Alzheimer's live. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, no, that's a, just a weird thing uh, to find out about a house you used to live in. Um, yeah. I also live down the street from that house now. So like I literally drive by that house almost every day. Um, mm-hmm. So like it's, it's just, it, it's, it, it's like a cat. It's like, it wasn't malevolent. It wasn't benevolent. And it's just, like to like we talked about like coming into the bathroom when when Megsy was taking a bath I'm like like a cat would yeah exactly mm. it, it kind of felt like I wouldn't say it felt like a cat it definitely felt mm. bigger if that makes sense oh no it's like I I wouldn't describe this thing as like when I say when I refer to things as ghost cats I don't mean like a literal ghost of a cat I mean like just the, the it acts like a cat yeah it it acts yeah. like an irritating cat like not. Not all cats are irritating, but some cats are, and this is what it was acting like. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah, that's kind of the experience. Our cats also will will, will look at nothing. For <laughs> very, it's very funny actually. Yeah. Uh, we have we have a joke that it's the fairies. Well, um, also but... cats just do that because they're looking. They want to hunt, and there's nothing to hunt. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we did have. I did. I, I I had a recording on my old phone of our cat. Uh, following something which was really interesting like on yeah. the wall that was that was cool uh, i don't know if that was paranormal or anything well but... cats will shadow hunt if they don't have anything to hunt well they, yeah. they'll make up they'll effectively imagine something to hunt yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure that was it it yeah. looked really cool though i could definitely put that on tiktok now <laughs> tiktok nowadays and go cats following a ghost and get like a million thousand likes oh my god don't even get me started <laughs> Like you saw the thing, like oh, it's a filter. I'm like, it, it's like tracking any kind of movement, like any like people who and, don't yeah. know about oh, camera videos and effects, and they're going like, oh, it's yeah. a goat. I'm like, no, it's artifacts. <laughs> you dummies. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, oh yeah, of we're going to slide on to the next segment now, and introduce uh, probably Brina Garen from here. All right, so joining me right now is Brie McGarren, host of Hex Positive and the author of Grove Daughter Witchery, along with some other phenomenal books. So, yeah. Spooky. Ghost but... stories. Ghost stories. Always good. It's like, ooh, my wheelhouse again. <laughs> well, any excuse to get you on the show also, because... Oh, you're, you're too kind. Thank you. You're free content. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always happy to be here. It's always a good time talking to you. Yeah. It's, uh... Oof. So I don't know. It's so so the fun thing about folks about how I produce this show is that I'm recording all of the segments for this before I do the joining segments in between. So I have no idea what order these are going into the episode. And uh, I don't know if you've already heard some fun ghost stories or if we're starting here. But uh, yeah, clearly we're talking about ghost stories because I've probably said that like 10 or 20 times now. <laughs> in this episode but i haven't said it yet but you've heard it already because linear time is a illusion and a construction created by those in power <laughs> no that's just that's not true um <laughs> time's not real uh, well, well I, actually if 2020 has proved anything it is that time is not real you know, I was like going like, man, it feels like two years since a new season of Lock and Key came out. And then I looked mm-hmm. it up and I was like, the first season came out in February. 
Oh wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, that's 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 why there hasn't been a new season. They uh-huh. they haven't filmed anything." Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, it's it also it's been less than a year. It's been 84 years. Yeah, no, if if there's anything that convinces me that that are well, I've already like I've always had this problem with time. Like it's you know you hear like stories about like with with UFO encounters like missing time and all this stuff and I'm like I would never notice. I am a person where if I don't have something like occurring in front of me to keep track of time, I have zero idea whether it's been a minute or an hour. Same. Um, mm-hmm. It's like literally while I I work the day job, I have to have like music going or I have to like because. I, I work faster at my day job if Netflix is playing in the background than if nothing is playing. Because what happens is, is that if I have nothing to, like, grab my brain, I just will sit at the screen for, like, a minute and not notice that a minute has passed. While if, like, something is playing in the background, my brain's like, oh, okay, time is passing, time is passing, time is passing, get to work. Yes, I'm the same way. I actually listen to podcasts, like, all day, yeah. every day at work, both just to have the background noise and kind of the company. And like you said, <laughs> to make myself aware that time is passing. Yeah. But that's why, like, I hear stories of like time stood still. Like, I'm just like, did it? Did it? Or did you just start noticing time? Mm-hmm. Um, because like it, so it, the, the best example for me, like, and how I am no longer any like good at this is that, so I, um, I've had some stuff, um, some some medical issues with my eyes lately. It's everything's fine. I'm not going blind, and I'm not going to die, so don't worry. But I had to go in through several appointments where I had my eyes dilated, and um, I don't know if you noticed, but when your eyes are dilated, you can't focus on any nearby object. And I'm so used to like just being able to like when I'm bored somewhere, sitting like just pull out my phone. That. Um, I I was sat down in a room just to, to wait for the doctor. Like, you know, like get any medical visit, like you sit down somewhere, you have to wait a few minutes, right? And my natural habit in those situations in real life has become to pull out my phone, distract myself, look at things on the internet, whatever. And um, I could read the time on my phone when I glanced at it. And I just sat down, I was sat in the room and I was like, this feels like it's taking forever. I looked at the time and I made note of the time on my phone. And then I sat there and I was like, wow, this feels like it's been like 15 minutes. And then I looked at my phone. It had been two. It had been two minutes. Oh, jeez. Because my brain was perceiving time differently than normal. It's like the first time you drive somewhere, it feels like it takes longer than every other time you drive somewhere because your brain is logging every single moment. And yes. so when people talk about like in paranormal experiences, like time slowing down or things like that is some sort of like important thing. I'm just like, no, 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 no. What's happening is, is your brain is logging every moment as important. Like that's, that's the difference. It's you like to go back to like my work thing, like time seems to fly. It's because I'm doing routine tasks. And so my brain is like, all of this is unimportant. I'm not going to pay attention to any of this. And so my brain feels like no time has passed when a long time has passed versus like when you're doing something novel or new or if you're scared or in an emotionally heightened state, time feels like it slows down 
And so every moment feels important. So your brain logs every single one of them as this is important, I'm paying attention. And so you have the constant perspective of all of those important moments having just happened before the current one. And so time feels slower. So that's not a paranormal thing, even though people always like you hear all these like stories where like whether it be like ghosts or whether it be, well, aliens also comes into this like a time slowed down. So no, 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 you were freaked out. That's yep. all that's telling you is that you were freaked out. Yep. You're freaked out. The adrenaline was running and you're like, any little detail might be the difference between life and death right now. So I got to pay attention. Right. And that does cause time. Like you said, it causes time to feel like it's passing more slowly because you are logging so much more information. Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. Our brains like to play tricks on us that way. That actually, um, not so much to do with, uh, with, with time, but with noticing things, that's part of what's behind that, uh, phenomenon where if you look at yourself in a mirror in a dark room with a single light for a long time, it looks like your face gets distorted. Yeah. That's behind the whole, like the, the whole bloody Mary thing. And at basically any well, mirror game that I mean, you would play most of the at a sleepover. Oh, a lot of it also has to do with night vision. Um, because yes. you go into the darkened room without any night vision and you say it and then your eyes adjust to the dark and you see your own face. I don't know. It's, it's creepy. Yeah. Cause they're not expecting it's... it and you look weird with a flashlight under your chin or whatever. I mean, it's true. That... Plus people are expecting to be scared. So that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting cause like, I wonder how much you could actually summon with something like that if you truly believed in it hard enough. I mean, like, it's, that's a good question, right? Like, it's, because it seems to me, like, if you believed hard enough and you were doing a ritual that was supposed to summon some sort of spirit, there are enough random things sometimes just floating by that would go, oh, yeah, yeah sure, I'll show up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, that's absolutely. just... freaking absolutely. That's like... And there are enough things out there in the universe that are a bunch of dicks that would be like, oh, I'll fuck with you. Sure. Oh, humans looking to be scared. Well, let me oblige. You want me? I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, like, you know, I'm not saying that you really are at that high of a risk of summoning a ghost if you go do Bloody Mary in the mirror. But I am saying that it's not statistically non-zero. Exactly. Right? It's, I mean... Yep. I'm like, I, here, I'll say you got no chance of doing it in my mirror, but I also have, like, there's enough yes. wards and walls that something would have to pass through that I'm pretty sure it wouldn't want to deal with it. Same. I, I, don't, I don't trust mirrors. I don't like them. And if, uh, if there is an experiment out there that's going to be done uh, to see if, you know, summoning something through a mirror actually does work, it will not be me doing it. I have seen enough things in mirrors that it's like uh hard pass. I mean, my thought is I just don't want to deal with that stuff. Like, you know, oh, it's yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to like voluntarily, I'm not going to voluntarily sign up to deal with a spook. I've involuntarily dealt with them enough in my actual human life mm -hmm. <laughs> that I do not want to voluntarily ask for more. Like exactly. it's, I, you know, I talked about, I've talked about it in the last couple of years in the pocket. I talked about it with you last year and I'll probably mention it a couple of times in some of the other segments on the show. So I'm actually avoiding my own ghost stories in this conversation. Um, <laughs> because 
you know, uh, I may need it as a segue later, but in my experience, um, most experiences I have had with ghosts are just out of raw, pure annoyance. Like, and if I could get rid of them, like I want to get rid of mice when they happen. You know what I mean? Like it's, they are a frustrating infestation that I do not want to deal with when they're in my home. If they're out in the middle of a field, that's fine. I just won't go to that field. Yeah, sounds about right. You know, like, oh, yeah. look, there's a bunch of mice over there and I'm outside. I'm just not going to go over there. I'm, I'm going to stay over here where they mm -hmm. aren't. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way about like ghost tours and ghost hunting and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, it seems like a fun sort of once in a while sort of activity, but I also kind of liken it, and this is going to sound not quite nice, but it's also a bit like <laughs> going to the zoo. You're going to see something that is either potentially harmful to you in some way, or at least something that would like really mess with your daily life if it was in your home. And it's in this place where it is meant to be, and it is separate from you, and there's a pretty good chance that it's not coming home with you. So it's like, oh, if you want to go and see, like, you know, a bunch of parrots or some lions or, you know, whatever at the zoo, that's cool. They're awesome when they're there. It's neat to see them and it's fun. If you brought any of those home, it would be a disaster or at the very least, really, really obnoxious. Yeah, yeah no. It's... So I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, parrots stay over there. Yeah, it's I, I have no problem with being a tourist when it comes to, ooh, that house is haunted. I want to check it out and look at it if it's safe to physically go in there because not just like rotted floorboards I'm going to plunge through and die. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> my, my, my can, like, I'm, I, I've, I've dealt with enough things that were not pleasant to at least like know how to keep them from following me um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and keep them out of my house. But like, I don't want them in my home. Like I said, like it's, it's cool to see, yeah, like you said, it's cool to see the lion at the zoo, but you don't want it in your living room. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's... Uh... Talk about the cat you didn't sign up for. Exactly. <laughs> the cat I didn't sign up for. It's, yep. That is, God, three years in that house. Oh, I, I drive <laughs> by that house. That's a great analogy, though. I drive by that house almost every day. <laughs> And I'm just like, because I, I, I live down the street from my old house. And mm -hmm. it's like, I, I just go like, and again, it's uh, my old house has been converted into a place where like people with Alzheimer's live. Oh, boy. So again, I just like Alzheimer's and dementia people, they're in that house, in my old house. And I just go like. You poor bastards. Well, do they notice? <laughs> Oh, yikes. Like, I don't know. And I'm not saying that, like, I don't know. Like, I there there are ghost stories I don't tell on this podcast um, because mm -hmm. there are people who were involved in those stories who wouldn't necessarily want um, it public knowledge that they were involved. That's It's more so, it's not that, like, I have a problem sharing them for my participation, but some of the other people in those stories might not want to be publicly known that they were, say, doing something witchcraft related 20 years ago. Um, fair, fair. But there are, there were some, there are things about that. How I can't, 
There are things that I dealt with while living in that house that maybe artifacts from those experiences are embedded in that house as a manner of disposal. And that, uh, although not the one thing that someone would be worried about knowing its location, uh, that's elsewhere. Um, <laughs> there are, yeah, it's, uh, there, it's just, uh, there's, uh, stuff and I hope they don't tear the walls down at any point. Anyways, um, <laughs> so let's not talk about that, that house only because I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up talking about that house at some other point in this episode. Uh, so let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, we, we talked last year, we talked about a bunch of your, your, your ghost stories, including probably the spookiest fucking one I've ever heard. Um, if you haven't listened to last year's, uh, the Halloween episode on this podcast where I talked to, to pre for a long period of time, go listen to that because you have probably one of the scariest stories I've ever heard a personal acquaintance tell me, um, in that episode that yes mm-hmm. makes me want to was... avoid the entire town you grew up in um <laughs> that was actually one of the first times that i've ever like told that story to another person and like the the telling of it was really quite cathartic and i've been able to retell it a few times like since then and it's not it's not as bad now okay like yeah it doesn't mess with me as much and uh you know just just thinking about it now it's not as bad uh and actually um i meant to thank you for um the whole discussion that we had about uh sleep paralysis because even though your take on it was hey yeah this was like 99.9 percent probably not sleep paralysis because you were able to move yeah and that that puts a slightly uncomfortable spin on the whole experience it's really nice to have that confirmation yeah. well, and I, to feel like oh no i'm i'm not completely crazy for, for the listeners who have Great. not listened to it um i i am a person who does experience sleep paralysis which is again where i, I get on the whole uh, bs on most alien abduction stories uh because um <laughs> I experienced sleep paralysis occasionally. It's I haven't had it for a while, which is thankful. But last year I was going through a whole bunch of bouts of it, and it was super not fun. I say for a while. Maybe I had it six months ago. I don't know. Six months ago feels like ten years ago right now. Um, yeah. I haven't had it within the last month. That I know. Uh, <laughs> not wood. Well, I mean, that's just... the I, I'm not going to undo previous time. It, it will happen to me again in the future of that I am certain. It's... You know, it will happen True. to me many times again in the future because it's just the way my body, it's my brain and my body. It's, mm-hmm. that's, it's no longer a scary thing for me. It's, well, that's uh, good. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you wake up and you have a hallucination of a ghost from a TV show. You go, oh, great. My brain's not even creative. <laughs> um, that was hilarious. Uh, <sighs> Yeah. So I mean, I, it, at the time, I'm sure it was scary, but that's still just it, so funny. No, it was. It it started out as like your brain's in a state of fear when you wake up like that, and then it's like, oh this my! This is from a TV show. No, and then like immediately the thought of <laughs> that's the bent neck lady. That's not real. <laughs> that's from a show. <sighs> it's I'm done. Oh, like it's I've hallucinated the bent neck lady. 
that's not scary to me because I remember watching that. Like mm-hmm. it's and so like the moment of like my I, I I'm not a person who's like mentally slow to wake most of the time. So like as I was I'm I, you know and also you're in a state of fear so you're really alert and so like mm-hmm. when it happens, so yeah it's like it's I'm immediately not afraid anymore, just annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> well, also I'm like also I got so many wards on this house. There's no way a ghost would just be sitting in my bedroom. There are more wards on my bedroom than in the entire place I live in. There you go. Because you layer your wards. Okay, folks, this is what you do. You're warding for spirits. Think about where you're most vulnerable when you're asleep. So you ward your whole home, then you ward your bedroom, then you ward your bed. Make your bed the safest place in your home if that's where you're going to sleep regularly. Easy peasy. That way, anything yes. to get to you would have to get through three layers to get to you when you're unconscious. Just exactly. ward your home, ward your bedroom, ward your bed. Mm-hmm. Wards on wards on wards. You can never have too many. But people tuned into this for for the Juicy Ghost stories, not the practical advice. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've I've still got plenty more for you. So last time we talked about, let's see, we talked about the house in Pennsylvania where I spent a portion of my teenage years, and I'm pretty sure that I told the story about Penny chasing a ghost out of the apartment. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. So this time I've got some that are slightly less harrowing. Um, I've got some from, let's see, let's see, a a vacation I took with my, uh, husband back when he was my boyfriend. Uh, I've got a couple of family ghost stories, and I've got two extremely recent ones that I've had at my workplace because I work in a historical area, and of course. So what would you like to hear first? Oh my God, I'd like to hear all of them is whatever <laughs> order you're willing to dish them out to me because <laughs> this is great. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, let's see. Uh, I guess we can just go in that order. Uh, uh, I'll start with the uh, the Charleston Ghost Tour. Um, now, my husband and I, my my online followers will know him as Ragnar. Um, we've been together for about seven years now. Uh, back in the first year, year and a half that we were dating, uh, we went on a little extended weekend trip down to Charleston, South Carolina. Very romantic. Uh, it's a beautiful city. If you ever get the chance to go, you know, once things have calmed down and are a little bit safer, I definitely recommend it. It's a super fun place to visit. Great vibes. So much to see. Um, and because he already knew me very well, we went on one of their uh, evening ghost tours. Just a walking tour around a few blocks of the city. Uh, heard some stories Heard some stuff that my history buff brain went, that's, that's not, that, no, <laughs> no, What, you stop. mean people running a ghost tour embellish for spookiness? Oh, uh, I'm to like, get the oh tourist boy. Dollars? Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, so that part of the Blackbeard story, yes, I know that part is historically accurate, but the next two paragraphs that you said, just, no, no. I mean, might it be stuff that Blackbeard lied and spread about himself? 
Oh, I'm sure. So, I'm certain. Yeah, no, I'm, certain. I'm sure or that there's stuff that was yeah. like attributed to him, but it was actually his minions. It was, it was really entertaining. I mean, though. Blackbeard was a it dramatic was a motherfucker. It's oh my God, yes. <laughs> With the candles oh. in his beard and all that shit. Um, <sighs> Burning punk in his hat, drama. Yeah. But yes, so we get to the uh, the old Charleston courthouse i i can't for the life of me remember the name of the building and someone is probably screaming at me right now oh, uh, i don't know with the actual name of it but there there is a jail uh under the building it's a bunch of like uh vaulted stone cells um if you've ever seen pictures of like mary king's close where it's just a bunch of like stone tunnels and like archways that you walk through it was a bit like that just very enclosed okay um pretty standard architecture for the time uh so we go down there and they're telling us all these stories of people who've been there uh we took some pictures it was it was a good time and uh this is how long ago this was i was using an actual camera Ooh. like an actual well it was still it was a digital camera but still it was yeah. like an actual camera with flash where you had to press a button to make it work there was a shutter and everything Wow, I haven't used a camera like that since, like, 2007. I know, right? I've always been a little behind the times with technology, so, yeah. Um, Actually, I, know, I probably used one up until, like, 2010 or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, well, well, this was 2013, so you've got yeah. me beat. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> when I got my first smartphone. There you go. So, we we had a good time, and we're all just kind of exploring the basement. They have some little tableaus set up to show like what it was like and well this, this is very very neat and they said you know if you catch anything uh on your pictures you know take two or three pictures with flash a few seconds apart and that's how you catch things and i'm like okay fine i was already at a point in my life where it's like orbs right yeah, that orbs. sounds like you're illuminating dust exactly so but i actually kind of caught something which shocked me i've been very used to looking at orb photos and going that is a light reflection that is dust and that is photoshop oh don't forget uh, the the bugs oh and the bugs yes the rods yeah the bugs mm -hmm. so i took two or three photos that were you know just a couple seconds apart just basically as quick as i could uh push the button and um one of them looked like it had some little particles in it floating near the floor. Then I took one a few seconds later and these things had moved just a few feet. And then in the third one, they were gone. And it was like, oh, that's odd and interesting. And I figured, you know, and pr it probably was dust, but it didn't yeah. look like dust and it didn't quite behave like dust and there was no one over there that was like stirring anything up there wasn't a lot of air movement so it's like yeah cuz my first my first sure. instinct would have been an air current moved it like and yeah like the so there was, it was general strange. settling for like the first two photos and then a sudden air current grounded things or moved them out of the way yeah but it it was just it was very odd to me that it's like okay i've been taking yeah. other pictures of other areas that i've been near and i know i've been kicking up dust because i was moving and you know nothing 
nothing in any of those. But now I'm standing still. Everyone else is on the other side of the room. And there's something that looks like particle movement. It's like, oh, that's odd. And I would not have thought a darn thing of it except for what happened next. Okay. Uh, I take these pictures and I'm kind of turning around. Sorry. So I took these pictures and I'm kind of turning around and showing them to, you know, the, the, the tour guide and to Ragnar and going, hey, this is this is really odd. Is this like what you guys have been talking about? She's like, yeah, that's that's what people generally get down here. I'm like, OK, so it still might be dust, but it might not. And yeah. on the other side of me, basically in a straight line from where the particles had been, the rest of the group suddenly starts going, oh, my God, there's a cold spot here. And again, enclosed area, not a lot of air movement, not a lot of temperature fluctuations, no ventilation. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was just, okay, that's really weird. And they had all been standing kind of in the same place, and then suddenly it was cold. And it was like, okay, well, it shouldn't, that, it seemed so, it still seemed very arbitrary to me. Yeah. It was like, I, I will say like, so if, if we want to talk about how there's a cold spot, regardless of the cause of that cold spot, if a sudden area of the room suddenly got cold, that would cause an air current. That's because true. of the air pressure change. So it's, it means that the first, even it means that what you want to look for then is the cause of the cold spot, whether or not that's paranormal, because in all likelihood, the first two, the, the three photographs were dust, but that doesn't mean dust wasn't affected by something paranormal. True. So I don't want to like, it's, I'm, I'm, the person that I am is always going to be like, let's dissect and find any possible real cause of this ghost experience. Mm -hmm. Because this may just be, you know, scientifically valid. Like just this may just be like a regular casual phenomenon, I should say, and not right. a ghost because um, I came up from like I'm like let's debunk everything and that way we can look at the stuff we can't debunk, um, and so like I I I still I'm kind of strongly on the dust front for the photos, but it's you would then need to find the cause of the cold spot. Exactly. Which yeah. is what I set about doing. I just, yeah. I was kind of looking all over like, okay, is there a vent? Is there like a window? Was there a door somewhere else in this space that was opened? And, you know, it was chilly outside. So it was like, did someone open a door and let in a draft? No, no, it doesn't seem like it. Okay. Well, maybe it's, maybe they're just cold. You know, maybe they just realized that, you know, it's October and it's chilly whatever and then someone on the outside of the group went hey it's not there anymore and i'm like oh okay so that was a thing and about a second maybe two seconds later i felt this not not like a cold wind but just like a block of something cold go right past me it was like I had suddenly just kind of whiffed by an open uh, mm -hmm. walk-in freezer. And it was like, uh, I think it went that way. Yeah. Uh, it was it was very odd and kind of unsettling. And then uh, I looked over in the direction it had gone, and there was this big uh, sort of divider chain that was up near uh, the, the front of the room 
many, many feet from anybody else, not near an open door, and very, very heavy, and it was swinging wildly from side to side. This this was like a 15-pound, like, anchor chain type okay. thing. And I'm like, okay, right up until I saw that, I thought maybe this could all just be yeah. something odd or, you know, whatever. But seeing the chain swinging was just like, oh, okay, maybe there is something going on. Yeah. So do you want my honest feedback? Absolutely. Because I still, are... I still think this is like, eh, but go for it. Okay, so my honest thought is that um, I, I, I give you a maybe. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Without knowing the details of the structure and like, you know, without the specific details and never having been there, it's impossible for me. Because like in theory, in theory, if there was some mechanism that a draft could occur that you just didn't observe... That could explain the moving cold spot, and that could explain the moving chain, and it yes. definitely and and the existence of the cold spot already explains the movement of the dust. Now you know because like it implies because just if air gets suddenly cold in part of a room, that air is com more compressed than the air around it, which then causes wind, right? So mm -hmm. like uh, uh, any sort of massive temperature change, what you know, regardless of its cause. Is going to cause air shift, which is going to, which would have caused the dust to move like that on the ground right. in the photo. So, um, the 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 photos are indicative of an air pressure change, be it from a draft or a cold spot or anything. Um, now, the cause of the cold spot—that's the question. It's right. you know, and mm -hmm. that is the thing that you know. So, I I give you uh, my 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 great summation of I believe what you experienced is valid in the sense that all this shit happened in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, I cannot 100% say that that was caused by paranormal phenomenon, but I also can't say that it wasn't. So maybe. Yeah. And like, I mean, if there's anything that's there, it's more than likely just residual. So it would right. just been, you know, like a recording of something that already happened. Right. And I'm always... Yeah, linear time is a construct. We've already established that. Um, exactly. <laughs> I'm always just a little more skeptical of anything that happens on a ghost tour. Yeah. Because I yeah. want to believe the best of any tour company and any tour guide or location that, you know, if you're having an experience there that they want it to happen organically. But I also know that some places will, you know, they'll mess with people because that keeps yeah. bringing in the tourist dollars. Well, and also though, so, they're going to select locations where like, if there is a reason why, like if there is a reason why that building has like drafts with like mm -hmm. unconventional sources, that that would end up on the tour because it would give people experiences like this consistently. Um, oh, absolutely. And way more consistently than a real ghost would. Like, I just want to mm -hmm. like, it's ghosts are never consistent. Like it's real ghosts because are in theory whether they're acting out a recording of past actions or of an independent intelligence aren't going to be like perfect replicable things every single time and so actually a ghost tour is more motivated probably to find something with natural causes than supernatural causes because it will bring consistent experiences Oh, yeah. Just like they're trying to tell people to take effectively orb photos, which are just illuminated bugs, dust, and other things, and, and other aerial plankton. Um, 
that's aerial plankton is what we call say like the spiders ballooning in the air they're all over the place just I like over aerial your plankton that's a good term that's a scientific term that's a real term um Ooh, that's uh nice. that's like it's you look up enough about spider ballooning um spiders can like travel for miles on the wind um 30 feet up in the air so at any moment there might be a spider directly over your head when you're outside Blech. doesn't matter how much in the open you are or anything like that's how like spiders <laughs> it's like the, the phenomenon was first discovered like hundreds of years ago when this ship that was like two miles off the coast ended up with all these spiders oh jeez! because there'd been a hatching on shore and they all the baby spiders ballooned and landed on this boat Ooh, that's that's some nightmare fuel. Yeah, no, I mean, like they were just Ooh. regular spiders, like they were, but like they were spiders. But it was just unexpected spiders. Like, right, you haven't hit land in months, and suddenly you have a bunch of spiders on your mast. No, nope. even if like we're not talking about like big scary spiders, we're talking about the little tiny house spiders that you're used to in a normal life, but like just suddenly there are a bunch on your ship out of nowhere. Don't care. Unexpected spiders. The, the, the bigger the spider, the harder <laughs> it is for them to balloon. So the smaller spiders are the ones more likely to fly through the air and land somewhere. That's that's why it, what makes it less scary. Like the big scare, the big scary spiders are the ones who can't do that because they have too much body weight. No, less scary. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, it's, thank you. I don't know. It's I lived in, when I lived in Indiana. I had a problem with wolf spiders getting into my house, into my apartment because I lived right outside oh. this park and. Um, let me tell you, at three in the morning, when you're in your pajamas and have no shoes on, and um, a wolf spider is charging right at you in your bedroom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nope. Like, nope. Those are those are complete. You can have spooky experiences with no ghosts involved. Just <laughs> fight a wolf spider at three in the morning. They're not deadly. <laughs> like a wolf spider is not going to kill an adult human being. Like if you, it was like a anyone like over the age of three has nothing to worry about from a wolf spider other than maybe a, mm -hmm. like a painful bite but it's they're big wolf spiders are big go ahead and google it and they are bold they they are and they will Oof. and like one and oh yeah like one day you're waking up and you're walking down the hallway and you just see a wolf spider sitting on the baseboard and you're like god damn it like these things are bigger than the mice i had to deal with in my apartment last year like Oof. Wolf spiders. Are... It... <sighs> I remember walking into the laundry room of our apartment building, uh, like the first year I lived in Virginia. And, you know, like I said, I'm a Pennsylvania girl. I'm used to my share of creepy crawlies and stuff. No one told me about the spiders in Virginia. Uh, so I walk in and there's a wolf spider at the opposite end of the room. Yeah. I swear to God, the thing was the size of my palm just like yeah. scuttling across the baseboard and I dropped the basket and ran back to the apartment. Yeah. And I was like, boyfriend, you're going to go to the laundry now. Imagine there is a, a bug. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a spider that big in your bedroom in the middle of, at three in the morning. Ooh, hard no. And you have to kill it without waking up your wife. Cause mm. she's asleep. And you definitely know she won't get back to sleep if she knows that this, I, I grabbed a plat. My shoes were in the other room too. So I couldn't like grab a shoe and hit it. I grabbed, uh, we had a plastic tumbler, like a plastic cup, like not a disposable one, one of those like mm -hmm. reusable plastic cups. It was on the shelf. It just happened to be sitting on the dresser in the bedroom. I think like we were using it to water a plant or something like that. Um, uh -huh. And I grabbed it. It was empty, thankfully. I grabbed it and I slammed it on the ground 
so hard to try to kill it, and I missed. Oh, no. And so it got more mad and started coming right at me. And so I hit it the second time, and I slammed the cup on the ground so hard that I broke the cup. Oh, jeez. Oops. Uh, but I killed it, and then I had to dispose of it. <laughs> they're uh. huge. It's like sometimes you kill like a little spider and you're like, I'll just leave it on the wall. It's fine. I'll clean it up later. No, you can't. You can't do that with a wolf spider body. Is they're 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 big, and so I had to. Yeah, (laughs) uh, so I had to clean that out of the carpet before I went to sleep, all without waking up my wife. Um, But did you manage it? mm -hmm. Did Did she wake up? No, she did not wake up. I was very successful in that regard. Good job. We had a fan going, so little noises like that weren't too bad. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and the wolf spiders are the worst. So it's like when I moved back to Wisconsin um, a few years ago, it was so nice. We had we have a, a, my wife and I we have a language about like when we talk about the size of a spider. Like there's a spider here. I was like, how big is it? She said, you know, my wife might say, oh, it's big, and I said my response then is Wisconsin big or Indiana big? <laughs> and she goes Wisconsin big. I'm like, oh, okay, that's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> Because, I mean, technically there are wolf spiders out here, but, like, I've never had them come into a home up here. And there's mm-hmm. way more of them down there. And so, like, it's 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 only funny because, like, the actual, like, deadly spiders are the same spiders in Wisconsin and Indiana. Like, you, you might get a black widow or a brown recluse. Like, right. And I've, I've only ever encountered brown recluses in Indiana. We had a couple in my old apartment. Um, but, like, uh, brown recluses are like scary but not super stressful because they are docile motherfuckers Mm -hmm. like you gotta make them bite you um yeah but i've i'm still gonna kill it when i see paper and like shoved it out of an out of a room once it's yeah oh no they're gonna die if they're in my home (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna do it with something that's not my skin yeah because i i was i was feeling charitable that day i'm like oh outside you go I thankfully not had to deal with the black widow. I've had friends who've had to deal with black widows. I've never had to deal with the black widow. Um, Ugh, those those freak me out. Spooky as hell. Like I think the Ugh. spiders are the scariest thing we're going to talk about on the show. Um, yeah, I know, right? Oh well, let's bringing it back around to ghost stories. I I do have some heartwarming ones if you'd like to hear them. Oh, absolutely. Better than spiders. So much better. Ah, <laughs> uh, so um, both of these take place up in uh, Pennsylvania um, where there are fewer spiders ostensibly than there are here in Virginia where I live now. I was going to say it's uh, or at least quieter. (laughs) It's the further south uh, you go, the bigger the arthropods get. mm -hmm. Doggone it. So uh, let's see. Chronological order. Uh, Both of these deal with, uh, grandparents who have passed away. So if anyone is sensitive to that, just there's your warning. So my second year of college, I went away to school. I uh, I went to Kutztown University for a year. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Um, didn't quite work out. Uh, I, I discovered I just had no patience for like the politics and the curriculum and the whole idea of like dealing with the parents of students it was like "Mm, no and yet I have somehow come back around to teaching people it I can't get away from it but anyway so while I was there uh there was a bit of a snafu with my rooming situation and I 
ended up staying in the attic of one of the older buildings on campus for about two weeks right before the holiday break. And I don't know if anyone listening to this has ever been to the Pennsylvania mountain country in the fall and in the winter. It gets cold. I've driven the Pennsylvania Turnpike, but only in like September. Yeah, um, it gets pretty cold uh, starting in November. Um, you know, in, in October there, yeah, it gets, it gets chilly at night. It can go down to freezing. In November, just the bottom drops out and it it gets really freaking cold. And when you're in um, cow country or when you're in one of the uh, the towns that are up in the mountains, it's very, very windy. And the wind chill just makes everything so much worse. So while I was in the attic of this building, while I was living there, I had to contend with the other hazard of living in the mountains in Pennsylvania, snow. <laughs> now, I know I know that there's a lot of northern states that are like, oh, you only got two feet of snow. That's nothing. But when it drops on the town in the space of maybe a day and a half and yeah, you no. are it's... and you're away from home and you don't have access to transportation that can get you out of there and you don't have supplies because you're a broke college student. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have like adequate bedding or clothing because of you know just other situations i was in at the time it, it can be look less than fun i'm gonna tell you I'm, I'm a person who has spent a large portion of my life living in northwestern wisconsin um two feet of snow within the course of two days is a big deal for people here it's fair enough uh we just okay so here's the secret guys so really what happens is is that when we go on Facebook and see people who live in southern states complaining about two inches of snow, we laugh at you and then exaggerate about how much we're comfortable with because we do find two inches laughable. We don't find when a foot of snow drops overnight, we're like, oh, God, what a fucking pain in the ass. Like, it's, yeah. none mm -hmm. of us go like, oh, this is no big deal. We all go, not this shit again. Like, that's, yes. that's it's a, it's, that's the grand secret is, um, do we go outside without coats in 50 degree weather and think you're weird when you don't act like that? Like we think it's weird when people put on a coat and it's like 55 out and we're like, what? It's fine. What are you talking about? But mm -hmm. two feet of snow is a big deal. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. We don't fucking mm -hmm. like it. We don't like, no, it's. Yeah. It's I mean, even like you said, even a foot of snow is a big deal. If you don't have a way of getting around. Oh, yeah, it. No, it's, I lived for three years yeah. without a car. Um, in, in Eau Claire. Um, I live in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Um, there was a chunk of time for, well, I lived for more than three years without a car, but what I was, uh, and for a good chunk of that, I was living on campus and didn't have to drive anywhere. So everything was within mm -hmm. walking distance then. So like two feet of snow don't matter if you can make it to the next academic building in 20 feet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, uh, but I spent, I spent three years, um, living in the three years I spent living in that house uh, without a car relying on public transportation um, and you get like two feet of snow and you got to wait for the bus and the bus is running 15 minutes behind and you got to get to mm -hmm. work and yeah it's uh, it is you are going nowhere and people don't freaking shovel their sidewalks when they're supposed to assuming, nope. assuming there's a sidewalk <laughs> And That's true. I get mad. 
Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. <laughs> so you were snowed um, in in the mountains. I was snowed in. <laughs> I was snowed in, and I had like a little store of Easy Mac and like a bag of Tostitos to my name. It was not going to be a fun weekend. Um, the campus was closed. Uh, all of the the classes were canceled, and unfortunately, that also meant that like the student centers were closed, which is like where you go when you're on campus, if you need emergency food, because some places will have a vending machine yeah. down in the common room and most places will not. So, so yeah. it's like you're reliant on those cafeterias. So I was, I was lucky enough at my, um, at my college that, uh, the, the front desks of all the dorms also sold like frozen pizzas and, uh, uh, and like muffins. Great. And so like, on the on the weekends, like if you wanted to eat something at three in the morning, it was there. But also, like the few times where like winter shut down the main buildings and therefore the cafeterias, um, there was still like food accessible to mm -hmm. to to me as a human. <laughs> yeah, I mean there were like there were a couple of like little cafe style restaurants kind of down the hill in the town portion. There yeah. was uh, a gas station at the bottom of the hill that sold food. It was one of the Turkey Hill ones. So it actually had like decent stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the trouble was getting there and also mm -hmm. being broke. Yeah. No. <laughs> so no. it's like, well, it's me and my easy Mac for the next two days just until things get like cleared out. So, the first night that I was in there, I'm like, all right, this is an old building and it's drafty and it's cold and, you know, just things hadn't been going well. I was just kind of sitting there feeling sorry for myself and I'm like, all right, I'm 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 done with, with today. I don't want to think about this anymore. I'm just going to roll up in my blanket and try and get some sleep. Uh, so... I just, you know, I rolled up in the, the blanket I had with me, kind of curled up and was like, I just hope that it doesn't get any colder <laughs> or maybe that they'll, uh, they'll, they'll turn the heat back on or something. I don't know what it was that was going on in that room. Maybe it was bad window seals, but it was just, it was cold to the point where it wasn't dangerous, but it was obnoxious. So I laid down and I usually sleep on my left side with like an arm outstretched. Uh, so I fall asleep. And I woke up in the wee small hours of the morning, no clue what time it was. I didn't have a clock in front of me um, because it felt like somebody had uh, touched my hand. Not mm. not in like a startling way. It, it literally just felt like there, there was a hand, and it just kind of laid over the back of my hand for a second and squeezed a little, and then it was gone. Interesting. It was, it was very sort of comforting, just like a nice little checking up on you sort of touch. It was, it was, it was very nice. And I woke up uh, thinking, "Oh, someone squeezed my hand. Someone squeezed my hand." <laughs> suddenly wide freaking awake i'm like the door is locked i am on the third floor of this building there is no one else on this floor what the fuck is going on yeah uh and you know in the few seconds that it took me to stop having a small heart attack um i noticed one the room was definitely empty and the door was still closed and two it was warm 
it was like not uncomfortably warm, but just like, oh, this is like bearable now. Hmm. And it's it's the small hours of the morning. It should be even colder than it was when I went to bed, if that was possible. But no, it was like, oh, yeah. this is like this is doable. I can manage this with a blanket and some slippers and a, a sweater. This is this is okay. And there was a scent in the room. And I knew that it was something that I hadn't, you know, just overlooked before. And I knew that it wasn't something that had drifted in from another room. It was perfume. And more than that, and this is where I get choked up, it was something that I knew. Uh, my mom my grandmother on my mother's side, who I was very close with, she passed away when I was about 15 years old. Uh, it was very unexpected. She'd been sick off and on for most of her adult life, but she'd been doing okay. And then just one morning she was gone just out of nowhere. And she was one of the things that inspired me to go and, you know, have this college experience because she was a librarian and that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a teacher, eventually become a librarian and be like, yeah, cause my mom did that and it was awesome. And that's what I want to do. And she wore a very distinctive perfume called white shoulders. And okay. it's, it's not something that's very common. You don't see it very much anymore. I, I don't, actually know if they still make it they might i don't know i think it, it it's a it's a perfume that i have heard of and that means yeah it's i've it's, probably it's very some distinctive piece of media mentioned it in some show or something yeah but, it's it's yeah. real distinctive and it's it's definitely like an older ladies kind of perfume yeah and, that's the association i have <laughs> yeah and when i woke up that night that's the smell that was in the room there was nothing else that could have produced it. I certainly didn't have any with me, and I didn't think that anyone in the building would be using it, let alone at the wee small hours of the night. And it was like, oh, hi, mum. Wow. Yeah. Ah, that That's one that gets me, because it's like, you know, feeling like they're looking out for you is always, is always nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also nice just to have ghost experiences in my life that aren't terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um, non, non terrifying experiences are, are generally preferred over terrifying experiences, just in just the general rule. Oh, yeah. Then that's, yeah. So fortunately, like the next day, you know, they, they had the plows through and, uh, things were able to like open up a little bit again. And within a day or two, I was like, okay, things are, are back to normal, but it, it stuck with me that it's like, that was probably up until that point in my real adult life, that was like the hardest that things had been for me. And it's like, she's still looking out for me. Yeah. And that was just really cool. So in the vein of family ghost stories, um, a few years after I got out of college and was, you know, much more into my adult life, probably in my mid to late 20s, uh, my 
grandfather on my dad's side, my grandpa, uh, he developed Alzheimer's. And as we all know, it's a really, really devastating disease and it steals people. You yeah. know, it, it, they just, part of them just goes and it can be very quick and it's, it's really kind of harrowing to see. It's, it's really scary. Yeah. And it's very sad. Um, over the course of like a year or so, he went from being this very, uh, very jovial, very self-sufficient man to being, you know, in a hospital bed and not laughing at the jokes that he always used to laugh at. And that was the really, that was the heartbreaking part. So I was living away from home at the time I had, you know, struck out and kind of gotten my first place and, uh, I was called home cause they were like, yeah, it's, it's time. So I went to the hospital, you know, I did my goodbyes, but it was like, I can't just sit around and watch, you know? So I went back <clears throat> to, uh, my mom's house and was just kind of hanging out there. It was me and my old cat, Rusty, uh, and it was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll light a candle for granddad and, and, you know, hunker down, maybe try and get some sleep. So about an hour after I got back, uh, the cat next to me sits up and fixes on the end of the bed. And I'm like, hey, bud, what you see? Because I'm like, you know, I'm used to this sort of thing by now. So it's like, OK, I know when something's going on. And uh, I look down at the end of the bed to the, the dresser that's there, and I see the candle start to flicker, and then it goes out. And I'm like, oh, bye, Granddad. And about 20 minutes later, my dad called me and said, uh, yeah, right around the time that that happened was when he passed. Since we've been talking for like over an hour, we should probably get to, you said you had a more recent ghost story happen or a more recent yes. ghost experience. Yes. Uh, there are two that I have had at my workplace. Um, now, I won't triangulate myself too much. Uh, most people do know that I live uh, outside of Williamsburg in Virginia. Um so like we're we're pretty close to the historic area and I do work in a historic area but it's not that historic area. So it's not the historic so, area I've been to. Correct. <laughs> correct. But I work in a building that used to be something else like so many places here. Um I'm pretty sure ours was a school at some point. I think that's right. Um so, you, you know, you, you get a lot of history there, a lot of people passing through. And uh, so one day, uh, I've, I've been working at this place for a few years now, and uh, one day I was staying late, and I'd only been there about six months. Everyone else left, said goodnight to my supervisor, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to get, you know, these, these last few projects done. I'll put in an extra half hour, you know, make myself look good as the temp. 
and you know hopefully they'll keep me and they did um but uh about five minutes into what i was doing i heard someone walk by my cubicle and i was like oh that's strange i could have sworn everyone had left and i i was pretty sure that it was a woman because it sounded like a skirt swishing and okay. i knew there were people in the office who wore skirts and it's not uncommon also for people to be in and around these things in historical garb if they've come from one of the other areas they're not going to change between having to you know go and do this over here and then drive half an hour down the road to take care of something else. Look, so I got to not... churn butter at two, and then I got to get that report filed by four. Exactly. I've got to get this paperwork done, and then I've got to go, you know, milk a cow. It, Yeah, it's the same thing. So yeah. I was like, oh, darn, you know, did, you know, did someone just walk by? I feel, you know, dumb for not saying hello. So... You know, I immediately pipe up with, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know anyone was still here. I look out of my cubicle, I have a straight shot up and down the hallway, doors at either end, nothing. Oh, jeez. Neither door had opened or closed. I, if there was someone there, I was quick enough getting up that I should have seen them. Like, there was no time for them to, like, duck into one of the other offices it, it, yeah. There, if there was someone physically there, I should have seen them. So I just kind of went, okay, place is all yours. And I packed <laughs> up my stuff and I left. So it's just like, uh, okay, all right, mess yeah. with the new girl. I, I see how it is. <laughs> Good night. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't really scary. It was just kind of like, oh, with this shit again. <laughs> Not yeah. not having it. No, no. Uh, and I, I came to find out, you know, when I mentioned it to my managers the next morning, they're like, oh, yeah, that stuff happens in here all the time. Yeah, no, it's the, the more Great. time you spend around ghosts, the more casual it, it becomes. It's, you know, I've, I've been taking nightly walks during mm -hmm. uh, this year, during the pandemic, through a park in my, like, just through my neighborhood and through a park that's nearby. Part of it's in the woods. Part of it's this kind of, like little project to maintain the small piece of prairie whatever and so i walk through there like every night and my biggest concern most of the time is deer um because they deer. will run out two feet in front of you just out of like um i haven't i have not punched a deer yet but don't think i won't um <laughs> rats but, with hooves but like i've had this experience where there's this point in the the walk where i've been feeling like there's something kind of there and then a few times, like, I felt a tug on my shirt. And Ooh. at this point, I'm just like, I've just started saying, no, fuck off. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm just like, no, don't come with me. Stay there. I got other shit to deal with. Mm -hmm. If you try to follow me, I'm going to be pissed off and you don't want to deal with it. So yeah, it's literally like, it's been like two or three times. Like, um, oh, and by the way, like I had the fun experience of listening to uh, this month's, uh, the, listen to the, the first part of the um, Hex Positive uh, uh, October episode while doing that walk the other night. And oh uh, on the full moon, <laughs> this is October 1st, it's the full moon. And I'm listening to that episode and I get the tug on my shirt and I'm just like, no, don't play with me right now. 
I am not here for this. I am not. I am not. No. Fuck off. I'm listening to the thing about Ouija boards. I don't need a real ghost showing up. <laughs> as I oh, just walk. As, it's like, and it's like right after the like half a block of like actual pure woods that I walk through, like on the full moon. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just like, this is, you're, you're just being a fucking cliche right now. <laughs> like you said, ghosts are dicks. I know. So oh, like, that's hysterical. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, and that was like the, like, it's this year, like these little encounters in that part of the park have been my only like ghost experiences in years. Cause I've been steadfastly mm-hmm. avoiding them and warding like crazy. Same. And, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's real weird to be like experiencing this stuff at work when I have so actively avoided this for so long and yeah. like you know keeping that that eye like firmly freaking closed and then you know like literally last week last week <laughs> last week I go upstairs uh to use the uh the ladies room because it's the closest one to my office and you know they they just installed all of the like the automatic flushes for everything while we were all away on quarantine break okay yeah that's uh so it it used to be handles now it's automatic uh so i'm in there and i'm finishing up and down at the opposite end of the stalls one of the toilets flushes now i i knew for a damn fact when i walked in that i was the only one there because i could see that all the doors were open and i happened to know that you know because a lot of people were working from home right now there's not a lot of people in the building yeah uh so i was like okay somebody wants a little privacy i'm just gonna go wash the hands real quick double check yep no one else here gonna go and so, so, so you want some some sadly uh, debunking news like response? Oh, I know that that like automatic flushes are are weird, and like water pressure can make it go. Well, no, but also some of them are programmed to do it periodically if they haven't flushed in a while. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, so That's it's yeah, it's uh, I used to live in um, I well, I, I lived on the university for like uh, you know three or four years and uh they had automatic flushes in a bunch of the bathrooms and uh i some of them because like sometimes the sensors will malfunction or not pick up but they should flush and yeah. can leave stuff in the toilet for a long period of time some of them some automatic flushes are programmed to periodically just reflush themselves because oh, like i'd be sitting in the I bathroom because <laughs> i'd be sitting in the bathroom um and then suddenly all the urinals would flush at the same time in the or like or like the neighboring toilet would flush and these were not haunted places well no, uh, they might have been haunted but this wasn't a haunting thing <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's uh i mean those buildings aren't new um my yeah. friend a friend of mine died in one of those buildings uh i i watched a biology professor die in another one of those buildings but that building's not there anymore so but it was there when i was there uh mm-hmm. yeah no it's uh like freshman year of college i watched a biology professor die of a heart attack like i mean i wouldn't like just sit by and watch like there were paramedics there like it's i wasn't like it was it was one of those things but it was like in a crowded area and like it's 
it's only especially weird now because the building doesn't exist anymore because they tore down that building and replaced it with a new student union. So in that spot that where it happened is the middle of a field now. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's so weird. And they're going to tear <laughs> down the other building where my friend, well, he was pronounced dead at the hospital, but he might have been dead in his room. He was unresponsive in his room. I don't know. Aww. He died of meningitis in like 2002. Oh. Uh, Yikes. And so, yeah, uh, bacterial. So it wasn't like a, the the only vaccines that existed at the time were for viral. I don't know yeah. if there's, I think there's better stuff now than there was when I was in college. But uh, we had like a weird thing where it wasn't classified as an outbreak, but because three people died of meningitis or I think one person survived and got really sick. But like there were three meningitis cases, but they were all complete, like in the spring of 2002 in the Chippewa Valley here in Wisconsin but they were all different forms of meningitis. That's weird. They were like, I think maybe two of them were the same, but like the third was like, they were unrelated strains. So it wasn't like, it wasn't considered an outbreak. It was just this weird coincidence. Huh. Uh, but um, a friend of mine, Sean, uh, not the Sean of Famicom Dojo, obviously. Uh, although a good friend growing up of Famicom Dojo host, Vink, uh, Famicom Dojo on nerdandtie.com. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, no, he, um, he passed away and like, I had like hung out with him like the, the day before, like a bunch of us had hung out together the day before that he, uh, yeah, died. Uh, but, uh, he was found non-responsive in his dorm room, which, uh, was across the hall from the room where my other friend was lived in. And, um, when I went, cause he died in the years that I was like, I, I took a few years off of college, um, uh, I, I took like three years off of school in the middle. So he, I was not a student when this happened. And so all my friends who were students got like free antibiotics to deal with it. And me being the uninsured, uh, just barely above minimum wage retail worker living in my, um, haunted house, uh, did not, and had to sit there worried about symptoms for days. So that was fun. American Oof. healthcare. It's great. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I later lived in that building for like three years. Oh boy. Yeah, so it's like I can't say that there's no ghosts in that building. I can say that. Oh yeah. Like I can say that the toilets flushed. Period. Well, actually, that building had push handles, but the the science building that I usually look. Let me tell you, the secret to living in a boys' dorm is you go find uh, if you need to sit down or do anything, um, and you don't want a disgusting toilet. What you do is you walk over to the science building, three buildings away. And you go up to, like, the highest floor there where there are only labs that get used, like, periodically and no GE classes. So uh, no students go up there and you use those bathrooms. <laughs> Fourth floor of Phillips, man. Uh, I think they're eventually they're replacing that, that science building. Um, with a new science building, it's going to be where my old dorm was when they tear that down. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, no, fourth floor bathrooms in Phillips, man, they are the, the best bathrooms to use if you're a college student at UW-Eau Claire um, and you live on lower campus. Uh, if you live on upper campus, those lower campus bathrooms are far away unless you want to go during the day, during your school day. But like fourth floor Phillips, man, the only problem is they have automatic lights that turn off if there's no movement for a while. So if you're in there for a while and um, the lights will turn off on you, in the stall, and so you have to get up and wave your arm around in the dark. Oh my god! To get the lights to turn back on. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, I again like it's you know you think about technology and all this stuff. Again, one of these days I want to break into one of my neighbor's apartments and replace all put all their devices on smart plugs, <laughs> and um, just like haunt their house while being alive, and just like by Wi-Fi start turning their lights on and off. Like oh, that'd be hysterical. Like swap out their 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 light bulbs for Wi-Fi LEDs. Because then, like, if they turn their light on and off on the light switch, it'll just act normal. But once it connects to the Wi-Fi, I can make all their lights turn red. Um, <laughs> You're evil. I like it. I want to do this. I want to do this. I, look, let me tell you. There's, like, I, I know my Wi-Fi will hit every apartment in this building and all the apartments in the neighboring building just based on the number of Wi-Fi access points I see when I open up my thing. Like, <laughs> it's... It is crowded. <laughs> and so I know that, like, I, I occasionally see other people's blue. I've resisted the urge to map anyone else's Bluetooth speaker. I will admit <laughs> this. I have done this at conventions where I've taken over. But, like, I, I totally want to, like, map someone's Bluetooth speaker and just start playing old-timey music. Oh, my God. I mean, it does not that these buildings were probably only built in like the 50s or 60s that we live in, but uh, maybe even the 70s. I'm looking at this construction. I don't know the history of the building I live in. Um, but Bonus points if you use tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> I feel like that's not spooky enough. I feel like that's too, like you would need a particularly spooky cover. Oh, no. If anyone has seen Insidious. Oh, I haven't that'll, seen that'll Insidious. That'll work. I haven't that'll seen work. that movie, so I can't. Uh, I can't make claims oh, there, for it oh there there was a whole there was a whole deal in the first insidious movie with with that song so yeah that that'll work ah. yeah but anyways <laughs> that's just that's what i fantasize about doing it's <laughs> it's not like it's well you know it's like this area of town is weird because at night you get the ghost phone um which is mm -hmm. not a ghostly phenomenon it's an acoustic phenomenon where uh, it doesn't quite happen on my block but if you go to my old block where i lived in a haunted house you would hear it um and you hear it all over this area of town. There's, uh, I think it's coming from either the hospital or the state office building. It's just the acoustics in this part of town are such where in the middle of the night, if a phone rings in an in this one office building, I think it's the state office building. It might be the hospital next to it. Uh, it's hard to tra like locate where it's coming from because that's the thing about this phenomenon is how you can't tell what direction it's coming from. Um, if a phone rings in the middle of the night at the right time of year, the acoustics in this area of town means you hear that phone for like a mile radius around these buildings. And oh, that's creepy. It sounds like it's coming from all directions when you hear it. And it's like, it's that classic 80s and 90s digital ring. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that ring mm -hmm, when they mm -hmm. first stopped using real bells. Yes. And but they they... They still did like the doo -doo -doo thing yeah, with the yeah. with the digital tone to try and replicate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you hear that and like you just like we'll be walking down the street and it's like two in the morning and you hear a phone ring and it sounds like it's coming from all around you. Uh, nope. And it, we just started referring to it as the ghost phone because we know it's not the a ghost. ghost. It's not a ghost. It's literally just a weird acoustic because there's a lot of flat concrete up here. There's a lot of like flat concrete and then like solid like flat a couple of you know a bunch of solid flat hard buildings that the sound just bounces off of and so in like the middle of january when the atmospheric convention can you know conditions are just right and like you know it's 
everything's got to be perfect. It's just suddenly like the ghost phone happens, like when someone calls whatever phone number that is. And it's oh, just bonkers. it's just hilarious because like it's one of those moments where like if someone like walks up to you in the middle of it and we're like, you're in a coma, you're asleep right now. You'd believe them because like <laughs> it sounds like there's a phone ringing next to you, but you're in the middle of an empty parking lot. Oh, geez. You know, it's it's hilarious. It's just it's it's so great. It's that is really funny. I live just outside the range of the ghost phone. It's but I lived within the range of the ghost phone when I was at uh, my uh, when I was in the haunted house, like where like you'd be standing in the yard and you'd hear the phone. It's like, that's not what my phone ringer sounds like. It's the ghost phone. <laughs> it's it it's just a weird acoustic thing. And it's my favorite, like non-paranormal, like the world feel like, but it's, but so when I keep in mind, like I always try to keep in mind whenever I'm looking at my own experiences, I try to keep the ghost phone in mind. Like, just because I can't explain it doesn't mean it's not mundane. Because I don't know where the ghost phone is. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know where that physical phone is ringing. It could be... It could be in a, in a number of buildings, on a number of floors. There's a big hospital right there. There's a state office building. The reason why I always blame it on the state office building is because I always felt like I heard it the, like at any time of year, I could hear it when I was near the state office building. Like when I was within like a block of it and you can hear it for like half a mile or a mile, like, you know, like in the right atmospheric conditions at like other times of the year. But I always felt like if I was within a block of the state office, but the state office building is right next to the hospital. So well, that makes sense. it's, it's hard to say like if exactly where it was coming from. Um, but like, I just try to keep in mind that like whenever I'm spooked out by something, like, could this be like the ghost phone? Like, is there, like, when I've heard auditory phenomenon and things like that in, like, ghost experiences, um, like, my first thought was, is there a way I could explain this with the ghost phone phenomenon? And if the answer is no, that's when I get freaked out. Um, yeah. Well, it depends. Like, again, like, again, I've felt this, like, tugging on my shirt at a certain part in the park a couple multiple times, and I don't get scared of it. I'm just like, fuck off and don't bug me, kid. Like that's that's literally like I'm just like it the the height it's tugging on my shirt is like down near the bottom of my shirt, and so my instinct is leave me alone, kid. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. that's my like I'm like if my nephew was doing that, well, it depends on which nephew. One of them's in high school. Uh, <laughs> if my high school age nephew was tugging me on my shirt like that, I would think it's weird. If my grade school age nephew was doing that, it would be a little bit more normal. Although he's getting tall. He's growing like a weed. It's Aww. I haven't seen him in well, he lives my my sister lives in Maryland. So, um cuz uh both both she and her husband uh work in DC. And so, uh like I haven't seen him since last Christmas and I've been seeing photos and he is just getting so tall and it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not ready for that. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's take the fertilizer out of his shoes. Stop that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to remember the ghost phone myself. Cause uh, you know, even in, in a building that, you know, has some acknowledged paranormal yeah. activity, it is important to maintain like, that perspective. I'm actually kind of glad that bathroom's not haunted. Cause I really I mean, like that one. The bathroom might still be haunted. 
It's oh just... no, the downstairs one is. Yeah. That's why well, I've it's... been going upstairs. Because <laughs> the downstairs one is haunted as crap, yeah. and I don't want to go in there by myself. Yeah, it's that's that's why I'm saying like it's you. You talk about your office place, and I'm like the first one sounds like a ghost. You know the, mm-hmm. the sounds, the movement, the the way that is. Like you were alone in there, so you'd know whether or not it was your own clothes or not. And oh, yeah. you know it's like that sounds like a ghost. The second one sounds like an automated flush system that is periodically clearing itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, but you know, then you get down to the the first floor, and the 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 stall that's all the way at the end has a door that likes to open and shut by itself, and it has like there's one of those like row light fixtures behind all of the stalls, but the section over that one refuses to stay lit. <laughs> like they've replaced that bulb, I don't know how many times since I've been there, and it always burns out within two weeks. It's just, and yeah. they've, they, they think maybe it's the circuit or something. I don't know if they've tried to fix that. I mean, old wiring, the, electrical stuff can blow out. Is Are these incandescent yeah. floor, or are they fluorescent or are they LED bulbs that are going out? Um, I think they're fluorescents. Okay. Yeah. Fluorescent, they, they can be finicky with bad electric. Yeah. And that's, that's part of like what I'm thinking it is. Cause I know in other places in the building, they have issues with that. But it's just, it's very odd that it's this one place where the light won't stay on and the door opens and closes by itself. And it's yeah. just, there, there is a bad vibe in that yeah. stall and like no one oh, yeah, uses no, it. It's... You can always tell if someone is a visitor to our building because they'll actually use that stall or the one next to it. All the what rest if of they're us, the nope. longest resident of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. If anyone's there who's actually working there, it's like, nope, the one's closest to the door, and that is it. We don't even go down that end of the room. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather use the non-haunted one upstairs. So, yeah. You know, you know what's funny is that the fear of that end of the room might be making that end of the room feel more scary. Oh, I'm sure that's part of it, but it's also just psychic effect. No, I mean, I'm saying it might be making it more haunted. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sure that that's like part of it because, you know, thought forms and egregores are a thing. Um, It's just it's it's very. Yeah. Like the first day I walked in there, it was like, uh, what? I'm going to go to another bathroom. Oh, yeah, I know. It's the first ghost I ever saw. saw. I'm 100 percent convinced was created by the the group belief in the ghost existing. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, no, it's because every legend about that ghost I I proved was historically wrong. Because like you know, it's high school theaters are all supposed to be haunted. You know, all theaters are supposed to be haunted. Blah 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 blah. But there was a legend about a ghost, and I saw the ghost, so I know the ghost is real. But I looked up all the legends and researched in the local library and went through like high school yearbooks. Going, there was a legend about a student dying mm-hmm. in what was at the time the gymnasium which used to be on that end of the building before they renovated it and i mean that building was weird because like there were old hallways that were just like walled off and then you'd find a door and like it was like you'd find a section of hallway with lockers and stairs leading up into a wall that had been turned into a quote-unquote storage area mm-hmm. and it was just like and you a... had that tunnel yeah the the the, the, t- the tunnel under the road and there mm-hmm. was the old locker rooms which were also turned into storage which were by where the old gym was, which is where the theater was. So, like, it was historically accurate to say the the, the 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 gym was in that area of the building, 
where the student supposedly died on the bleachers. Except I look it up. No student with the name of the fictional student ever existed at the university and at the at the high school in the history of the high school. I looked at every yearbook going back from the beginning of the high school through the renovation. Not a single student with the name of 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 with the last name of Fitzsimmons. Okay. Well, it's like there was no Fritz Fitzsimmons. There was no like not a real person, not not a real person. At any point in the school's history, was there a student with that name ever? And uh, like it, it was just like I, I went through. And I was like, I, there there was no in memoriam shit. There was nothing in any of that. Like none of that existed. And I was like, the whole legend is bunk. But I know there's a ghost because I saw it. That is bonkers. So I'm 100% convinced that that was something that was created because a bunch of people believe. I think that most theaters are haunted because a bunch of people think that all theaters are haunted. <laughs> That's it. That's That ev- checks out. Yeah. No, I'm 100% certain that the only reason why all theaters are haunted is because everybody thinks all theaters are haunted, especially people who work and l- do stuff in theaters. <laughs> they become haunted. Because everyone there is prophecy. everyone there is convinced there's a ghost, so either one shows up or one is created. Oh geez. It just shows up with like a formal hat and briefcase and I hear you're looking for a ghost. This episode is gonna be so long. So it is like uh, two hours. <laughs> I, you know, so so folks, I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put this conversation last. I might even drop a conversation. Maybe I'll only talk to two people this episode. I don't know. The future hasn't happened for me, but it's the past for you, the listener, because Time is not a linear construct. No, it's just editing is a thing. Um, so I'm going to put this last. So who knows how long this episode's going to be, but we have definitely talked to your ears for long enough. So I'm going to thank Bree for being here. And always uh, a pleasure. And I'll head into the, I'll, I'll record the stuff that comes after this later, but you, the listener will hear it now. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of BS Free Witchcraft. It was great to have you guys with me again. Um, remember, this show is brought to you by the support from listeners like you. Um, and you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. That's patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. And by supporting the show on Patreon, you get access to these episodes a whole week early. You know, you could have been listening to this episode days ago. But now you have to listen to it now, like everybody else. I'd like to, of course, give a special shout out to my witchy shout out supporter level, uh, including Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, and Meg Ten Holzen. Thank you guys for your support. And uh, look, I know, you know, money's tight, and you know, not everyone can afford to contribute to a show like this. And so, if you just want to help support the show in general. Uh, first off, follow the show on social media. You can find me on Twitter um, at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. I'm on Tumblr at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. And you can follow this pay- this show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BS Free Witchcraft. I love you guys, though. And so, uh, you know, just share this episode with your friends. Pass it around. Force them to listen to it. Just like what I'm saying is um, you lure your friend into a room with a speaker and you lock them in there and you and you just play like the the episodes on loop until they've heard all of them 
And that's that's how you help people. That's how you help your friends. Everybody appreciates it when you do that. And you should do... Th- don't do that. Please don't. Okay. So with that, next month, we will be back probably actually with the, maybe with a long episode. I don't know. The Craft just came out. I got to watch that. Um, who knows what we're going to talk about next month, though. In any case, until that time comes around, uh, thank all... Uh, all my chickens. I will talk to you guys next week. Oh, and join our Discord. Uh, we said at the top of the episode, but I'm going to say it here at the end of the episode. Uh, a bunch of us are on the Nerd and Tie Network Discord. Nerd and Tie. Uh, Witchcraft, if you haven't figured out by the fact that I've been plugging shows all episode, um, is a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Uh, it's a bunch of podcasts run by cool people like Hex Positive, which you can find more at nerdandtie.com slash hex uh, hosted by Brent Garen, which is another witchcraft podcast on this very network full of really cool stuff or you can listen to Let's Be Legendary an actual play podcast that Chris S. Council who you just heard is on they are on that show or you can listen to Stormwood and Associates at nerdandtie.com slash stormwood uh, with Gen Proc and myself you apparently like listening to me. You made it this far into the episode. You apparently like listening to me. So I play a couple of characters on that show. And Ken also plays characters. And I GM about 50% of the time. Uh, it, it's a good show. Or you can listen to the Nerd and Type podcast if you really want to hear about geeking convention news. Which is, that show has gotten so weird in the year of coronavirus with myself and Gen Brock. And uh, also Nick Izumi, who's also on Stormwind. Uh, anyways, you can find all the shows at nerdandtie.com. And if you want to talk to us, though, we have a Discord. And you can uh, join our Discord by fi- finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash Discord. And you can just, like, yell at me all day long. Did I say something stupid this episode? Do you disagree with me? Do you disagree with anybody who was on this episode? Everybody on this episode is on the Discord. Because that's where the cool kids are. And they let me sit with them. Um... I don't know what I'm doing. All right. So thanks, Magicians, for tuning in this month. I'll talk to you all next month. And uh, time, time for me to run away. <laughs>